Welcome, everybody, to episode 75 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host, Fajardi. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing well, as always. I um, just got a haircut today. Feeling absolutely livid. Wait, <laughs> no, I'm not feeling livid. Not feeling livid. Wrong, wrong word. Sh- yeah, wrong word. I'm feeling <laughs> absolutely just, I'm just, I'm feeling great. If you're feeling livid after great. a haircut, something went wrong there, man. That guy's probably going to be yeah, paid I don't for whatever, for I don't whatever happened I, there. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, you know. I, I Wrong word there, but yeah, you know, yeah, everything's great. Everything's going yeah. great, man. Joker moment, poor choice of words. But yeah, folks, man. seriously, thank you all for the support and for all that have tuned in to our 75th episode. We are three quarters of the way to 100 episodes of Bombshell. Also, I had to recreate the stream here on the channel. I had another stream scheduled, which was supposed to be this one, and my internet ended up going down literally as I hit start on the stream. So what are the odds of that? Knock on wood that we're all good. It's supposed to thunderstorm in the next like hour is so really want to get this episode out today because I will not be here or in town uh, next week. I'll have my laptop with me for where I'm going and I will still have plenty of videos on deck, but streams will resume when I get back on Monday the 10th, which is a few days before the launch of season three. But yeah, if anything goes wrong, where we start buffering, lagging, try refreshing the stream and we should be okay. If not, I'll be typing in chat if something goes wrong, but knock on wood that we are all good. Uh, With that being said, we're also probably going to start streaming the podcast a little bit later in the day. I'm going forward. We have a lot of really big plans and cool things in the works that we'll be happy to share once we are closer to a launch of some of the things that we have planned. Um, and without saying much, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Fajardi, I'm sure you're excited as well about what we do oh, online. Yeah. We have some really cool things on deck um, that we will share at a later date. Also, thank you guys again. We are very close to 109,000 subscribers on the main channel. Make sure my window capture works. I think it's a bit bugged. Like, I don't understand why I'm so blue. You feeling sad today, man? What's going on? <laughs> no, like I know you're like, look, it, it starts turning blue. Look, it's look, it's turning blue. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, well, I don't know what's blue, going on. Blue's the theme of the of the channel and the podcast, so I guess, I guess that works mm-hmm. out. I guess that checks out a little bit for today. But yeah, uh, first off, I believe as of today, let me find that tweet real quickly. Did they tweet it out? Nope, they didn't. I think Infinity War tweeted it. Let's see. There is a triple XP event which has begun today. Same thing happened in. Or towards the end of season one, where right before new season's about to start, they'll give you double XP, weapon XP, and battle pass token skips for those that want to go ahead and catch up on whatever it is that they haven't finished for that season. Um, this will be live until April 3rd, 10 a.m. Pacific. So you guys got the rest of the weekend to grind whatever you need uh, here in COD 2.0. So for those out there that have not hit max rank, which is 450, or finished 100 tiers of their battle pass, there you go. Also... Today, apparently, is the last day that Twitter users will have their verified check mark if they got it through the old mm-hmm. legacy verification system. I got it because of Twitter Blue. Um, what are you thinking about verification? Are you going to get Twitter Blue at some point? Because now they're talking about how um, verified accounts will get pushed more and recommended, I think, at some point mm-hmm. soon, maybe next month. How are you feeling about <laughs> verification here on Twitter? Yeah, I mean, once uh, something like that, I think it would be stupid not to, especially if... Uh... You would take it seriously to to pose things. It's kind of a no brainer. Um, yeah, if it, if it literally says it pushes your stuff. Like I'm pretty sure if there was a like if YouTube Premium uh, had a thing that said it would push your videos more, I'm sure everyone would have YouTube Premium. So yeah, you know. I I just I still find it funny that it says, you know, if you're a, a verified Twitter account, it'll tell you, oh, if this person's a legacy verified account, it may or may not be notable. So it already takes into account that. People that got verified through the old method might have done it through exploits and loopholes. For example, making a, a you know a BS website, then 
applying for verification by saying, that, yeah, the press wrote about me, I'm important, I'm big, e even though you might not have been. So mm. there were flaws with the old verification system, but what I'll say is I would have hoped that what Elon would have done is introduce just a better version of the old system where maybe content creators have easier access to getting verified. Because that's what, that's what I think a big problem was, is that certain groups of people just had no entry to getting verified, whereas if you were an actor or, or a musician, it'd be a little bit easier. But um, yeah, Twitter Blues, what, eight bucks a month? Uh, what is it Canadian for you? Is it, is it, Fifteen. Uh, that's, that's a lot of money, man. I mean, good tax write-off depending on how that works. But speaking of taxes, I also just did taxes yesterday. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> happy to have gotten that over with, but obviously if you're a content creator, taxes get a little messy every now and again, but, um, happy to be past that while I'm on Twitter as well, might as well take a look here at something that I don't want to forget about your recent post. Mm -hmm. Captain Price in a bit of a zombie mm -hmm. scene. Take it away with that one, man. How are you feeling about this piece? Yeah, you know, maybe I should pull it up as well, right? Um, maybe it's <laughs> piece after all. Yeah. Let's see what uh, we got let's here. Let's see here. I'm pulling it up, pulling it up. Yeah, so Captain Price piece, you know, it's uh, it's a beautiful piece. I always use that to describe my, uh, describe my work. It's a beautiful piece. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, caption, the caption is as follows. This is Price. Verdansk was only the, the beginning. The undead are back. Hashtag Modern Warfare 2 now. Um, you know, I was really planning on making a project like this just because I wanted, I, I wanted the, the universes to collide, um, you know, with 141 and, and zombies. I think that'd be really cool. So it was kind of like, uh, coincidentally timed with all the, the leaks and information that came out. Yeah. Um, which wasn't my intention. I already had a, a few ideas of what I wanted to do right. uh, for a project like this. So, right. um, yeah, you know, I put it out there and it did uh, pretty well. Uh, at the end of the day, it is Twitter. So uh, it makes zero dollars, so it all means nothing. It can get one <laughs> like and I wouldn't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, but yeah, pretty cool piece. You know, you got the, the Maurer Toten in there, throwing a little zombies vibe in there. And then, right. the, then the teleporter uh, from Firebase Z. Absolutely cool. And the other one's on the M4A1. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, the caption, too, support. right? This is Price, for Dance is only the beginning, the undead are back. Uh, there were some replies thinking that this was an actual leak or that this was something that was going to mm -hmm. be on official game artwork or whatnot or, or DLC. So, worked out perfectly as a... Uh, oops, accidentally played with audio. Um, accidentally, it actually worked out perfect for a thumb uh, for the Zombies video I just made about was it, four days ago. So, we're going to get mm -hmm. more into Zombies later uh, in this podcast. But... Yeah, it feels cool to be talking more about zombies again. I mean, I shoot for at least one zombie vid a month whenever there is material of any sort. But obviously, uh, you'll be, you guys will be seeing very, very frequent, uh, almost daily zombies content whenever uh, the mode does return in whatever Call of Duty, whether it's Sledgehammers this fall uh, or Treyarchs. But um, it's cool to see you even reach different audiences as well on Twitter by doing you know zombie pieces, Modern Warfare pieces, mm -hmm. need some Black Ops for a while. But also, I mean, like we talked about a bit last week, uh, it's cool to see you jump into the mix again with renders because, like I mentioned mm -hmm. uh, in videos and whatnot, uh, the methods in which you were able to collect models to make art with became a bit difficult with the launch of Ricochet, with Vanguard, Modern Warfare 2. So you had to go through unconventional means to get models, but you found a different way above that, which was which is cool. So nothing weird has to be done to be able to make art again. So happy to see you mm -hmm. back into the fold again with that. Um, So there's that one. Yeah, but, I've been... Yeah, I, I've been absolutely, you know, going ham with uh, the renders. If you've, you've seen on the channel, you know, renders kind of made a, an actual return. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just got two people following me. Thank you. I'm oh, sure much love. The, oh, the yeah. Stream. Hell yeah. Um, 
So uh, bless you, bless you guys. But uh, yeah, we're both wearing muscle shirts today. Isn't that some complete coincidence? Yeah, maybe we're just working out together before we started the pod, and we just you know. Oh, sure it is. Yeah, yeah. He just flew back to Canada for the, for the day. Uh, <laughs> so there's two weird things I wanted to address. You know what's ironic is it's actually got DMCA claimed. Madenas, who often shows some support in our streams too, so shout out to him, man. All the support always means the world. First, hidden rewards with strongholds and Almazra. Battle Royale, right? So if you just manage mm -hmm. to defuse a bomb in a stronghold, I'll pull up my footage of doing it. All you gotta do is defuse a bomb. All of a sudden, you'll end up unlocking a whole bunch of content. And I'm like, wait a second. How did that happen? I, I, I want to question how a bug like that even came to be, but it seems like some of the cosmetics you unlock are probably tied to maybe future bundles, faction missions. So it's like a really cool juggernaut charm, which I think is worth grabbing. Mm -hmm. A couple of loading screens and even an animated emblem. Not sure how this happened, but take advantage of it while you guys can, because I'm going to assume that maybe in the season three update or a different title update, they're going to remove whatever this unlock is. And then all those cosmetics will be thrown to whatever they're supposed to be, which could be, again, mm -hmm. bundles or other missions in the future. I, I don't know. Have you gone ahead and, and done this yet? Or did you uh, not? What, what, what do you think the answer to that is? I think uh, the answer is yes, that. and you probably hopped on before me to go and do it. I'm just kidding. That's a silly question. But I was actually streaming something unrelated when I saw Madonna's tweet, and we went ahead and hopped into Warzone and did it. And, you know, what do you know? It ended up working. I mean, I think the cosmetics are cool, but I'm going to assume that these will be removed at some point in the future. Just, it just has you yeah, wonder, though, right? How could that have happened? Like, I don't mm -hmm. think we've seen bugs like this in the past where you do something simple in the game and it just auto unlocks, you know, four or five things. I don't know if you guys heard that. Did you guys hear that thunder? That, that was loud. Yeah, hopefully stream's okay. But I didn't hear it, so probably okay. they didn't. Yeah, it, um, it, it was really loud. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I've been kind of focused on making renders and stuff, so I haven't played the game too much. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pax play majority of emote. Have you been playing the hit game Modern Warfare I, I <laughs> the, lately? The hit and you know <laughs> seasonal two, seasonal two. You know I really, yeah, I really haven't been because I've just been I've been making so much artwork, um, getting back into the swing of things, uh, you know. So that takes up a lot of time. So I guess I'm still I'm still kind of in the realm. It's just uh, I, yeah. I do need at level four fifty though. I'm, I'm I think I'm level like four hundred and something. But oh, you'll hit that. Yeah, I think you'll hit it. You got yeah. time. Another full week and a half, you'll be all good. But yeah, there's that, right? There's six hidden glitched rewards. We're not we're not sure, you know, <laughs> where they were supposed to be unlocked at, but get those for now in the meantime. Not sure why they got DMCA'd on Twitter, though, because it's content you can get in the game. It's not like it was data mined or anything. It was mm -hmm. stuff that you could just get in the game. The other weird story here is if you purchased both raid bundles, I don't think you knew about this one. I don't think I, we talked about this. So, I, saw, I saw the tweet. Okay, I saw, saw the, the tweet. tweet. So for those that didn't see it, you obviously get stars in each of these raid bundles to upgrade your kits, which is cool. You get, you know, a big boost in one bundle, big boost in the other. But for some reason, if you bought both of those, it will unlock a bunch of cosmetics that you also weren't supposed to get. So mm -hmm. there's this blueprint that doesn't really look that cool. It's nothing too special. You're supposed to unlock this one after, I think, grinding 100 plus stars in Spec Ops. Yeah. So this auto-unlocked for all of us, for those that bought the bundles. You also get this cool little frog charm and then three calling cards. So, again, it's crazy to see within the span of a couple of days, two issues like this that popped up. I mean, they're not really problems. I mean, it's just, it's just free content that you can take advantage of now if you go ahead and do uh, both these things, right? The Fuse of Bomb and the Stronghold and then buy these three raid kits. That's cool. I mean, free content's free content, but I mean, kind of had you scratching your head, right? How do these things keep happening? 
Um, I don't remember mm-hmm. seeing bugs like this in Cold War, Modern Warfare 19. It's very odd to see. But if you had to take a guess, do you think it's because maybe they're scrambling right now behind the scenes to get other content done, or they're helping Sledgehammer with their COD, and this stuff just messed up? I mean, what would you say about these weird unlocks that just don't make any uh, sense? Well, I think it's been a common theme with some weird sort of unlock stuff. You know, uh, when the game was first launched, all the bu- all the Season 1 bundle stuff was already in the game and, and readily available in private matches. So um, I don't think it's – it's just maybe – Maybe it's just overlooking some things and like not testing it properly. Like if you buy two, both yeah. the raid bundles, it's just you get all the spec ops rewards. Um, I mean, yeah, I think we've seen that theme uh, consistently since the start of this game with with stuff being weirdly just released and out of nowhere and how do we unlock this? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe it's just one of the things we, we got to used to. You know, we got to get used to broken uh, cosmetics that are going to get unlocked by randomly doing things in in Warzone or sure, uh, sure buying bundles so that could be the case for sure and we also have the new lock or loke ghost skin that has released today with the deep water bundle a lot of people were waiting on that oh, one to release today. that's out today yeah it's two thousand cod points anybody have a picture of like the actual bundle in game let's see oh true My render is true, uh, true i mean that's just a picture of the um the, the character but oh here it is it's ghost yeah so we got the cool skin for ghost also in the bundle we have blueprints for i believe that's the chimera yes and the P90, and then you also have a really cool-looking ghost charm and even a loading screen. So, some mm-hmm. oh, an animated emblem as well. So, pretty cool pack, 2,000 COD points. You know what I'm surprised to see, though, is the amount of bundles that have released over the last few weeks that haven't cost 2,400. I believe a couple of bundles that just came out had tracers in them and did not cost 2,400. Because Season 1 had quite a few bundles that cost 2,400 that didn't have any cool blueprints, didn't have tracers, no reactive Probably. elements... That's the they crazy. They didn't even thing. have. They didn't even have pro tune advantage. Like I love getting that. Yeah, yeah. Pro tune advantage. I mean, wait. So how much is that bundle again? The ghost one. This one's two thousand. I believe the bone tra- the bone chiller tracer I ghost pack was twenty four. On this one's nice. I like the blueprints a lot. I kind of want it because that, that ghost skin is sick. It goes I hard. Yeah, the ghost skin does go hard. I really like it. I actually really like it. Ghost. But yeah, this came out today. Farah just came out on the twenty eighth. I believe it was. And I think there is, I think, another Tracer Pack or two set to come out in uh, in the next few days before the end of Season 2. Uh, let's see. Season 03 coming out. Yeah, Season 03. I mean, also, quick <laughs> prediction. Do, do you think Season 3 is going to get delayed? This That's a big question I wanted to ask you. They can't. They, no. They can't. <laughs> the Holy they Turtles. Can't is, you think that you really think yeah, they can't? Said, Who says no. they can't? I um the community is is going to lose 100 percent faith after that i think they can get away with one season after that and then kind of like we'll bring like uh you know resurgence and all these you know big community update but i don't think they can get away with that this time unless they you know actually you know what they might but i don't see a reason why they would they've had time to hopefully get things back on schedule um that's what i believe anyway um, I, I hope that is the case. I don't want it to delay again because people were very upset last time and oh, that yeah, ruined some plans that even me and you had. Like, me and you had plans and that got ruined. So, um, yeah. See, that, imagine, that if they it. Imagine, imagine if they delayed it another week. Um, we're looking at almost end of April. Well, for, for season 03. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, right? I won't be that upset if they want to delay it because I hope that that ensures the season could launch with one original 66 map the gunfight maps that have leaked, 
something big for DMZ and Warzone. I mean, a Spec Ops mission or two. And on top of that, solid stability. What I don't want is for the season to come out when it's supposed to, April 12th, and then everything's broken, missing, playlists are locked, you know, marketing's off, blog posts weren't on point. I, I don't want to see that. So, oh. you know, a short-term L for a long-term W? I, I, let's see, man. But but do do you feel like do you feel like that helps season two? You know what I would have loved to know. I would have loved to have known what season two was going to launch with if it didn't get delayed, because mm -hmm. I, I honestly, you know, I, I would want to look at you know a, a comparison what was going to come out and then what did come out because of the delay, and then to see if that was worth it. Because what if it what if it was something like oh you know a, a mode or a playlist or a weapon was going to get delayed. If it would have dropped mm. when it was supposed to, I wouldn't have gave a fuck. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Drop the season when they're supposed to. Delay the weapon and like a play or something for two weeks. Cool with that. But if they would have said, oh, you know, a Sheikah cut came out day one for Resurgence, but not DMZ, then I would have been like, you know what? Maybe let's delay it for two weeks. I don't know. But it, it, it's a it's a see bit of a hypothetical. You know, they said in season two the map we got in season two reloaded Himmelmat Himmel Expo. Uh, that was a map that was originally planned for season three. How do we so know that? So now I'm kind of. <laughs> didn't they say it? They said it was. Well, they said it was being pushed forward. They did, but I'm saying, how do we know that that actually wasn't supposed to be for season two, and then they kind of gave it a different label to justify it being a release for Reloaded instead of the start of the season? Since the start of the season didn't have any new maps, it was Almaz reports, right? But no, but if you want to follow what that said, yeah, it, it was. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what I meant, right? They they moved the map up from season three just to reloaded because there wasn't any new 66 content in season two. No, you're right. No, that, that that is what was said, and I agree. I'm just saying there's okay. also the, the possibility that maybe it was actually supposed to be the season two original map, but to avoid saying, hey guys, we just for some reason haven't been able to make new maps. Here's all Maz reports, and then here's Himmelmat during reloaded. But we'll just say that Himmelmat was supposed to be for season three to make it, to make it look better as a situation. But no, continue. That, that's all I meant. That, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I would hope they didn't actually do that and think they could, like, because like, <laughs> what's the point in lying about that? I don't know. Um, maybe to seem like, oh, season three is so stacked, we can give it this shitty, this shitty little six v six map. I hope. <laughs> I hope that's the case, man. Uh, the yeah, case. because obviously we're talking about season three. Uh, they put out a tweet about that. Like, we're getting, isn't it guaranteed gunfight season three? Right. Um, right. And I forget I forget the other things they tweeted out. On Thunder, Warzone ranked. Yeah, that's that's what it's like. Okay. Yeah. So, um, gunfight needs to launch with a bunch of maps. So I'm sure people are going to be excited for that. Uh, hopefully, we get tournaments as well. Don't have to wait to reload it and we get those right off the bat. Um, tournaments like the Cold War system, where we get a blueprint at the end. That's what we need. Right. right. Um, yeah. I mean. I'm really curious. Let's say that Himmelmat was season three. It was always planned for season three, but due to the outrage, they decided to move it up. Right. Like the what basically what the tweet said. Let's say that's the, the true story. Um, I'm really curious to see what season three looks like then. If, if it's just going to be remasters again, because they're like, oh, don't worry, guys, we got you a six v six map, and then for the next season and a uh, season and a half, you're not going to get another one. Um, really, hope it's not <laughs> like that. Right. 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 Because I could honestly, I could really see not getting another original till season four reloaded. I would hope um, that's not the case. I would say at, I don't at the least that either. Right, right. I would yeah. hope that also at the how, very least. Oh, go ahead. Also, how they call the remasters like Zaya Observatory and multiplayer. I don't I, just call I, it dome. 
Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. You could, like, I swear, I swear it was called Dome on launch week, but now it's called Zaya Observatory. Why? Why not keep that the name of the Ground War region? Why? Why does the six v six version have to be Zaya Observatory? That's what I don't understand. That's something, exactly. That's something really off to me. Six v six should be Dome. It should be called Dome. Unless I'm unless I'm stupid and then my UI was bugged. Actually, it doesn't make me stupid. No, no, no. I I, I just played the other day and I saw that. <laughs> I, I did see okay. that as well. But that wasn't like that at launch. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. It was Dome. Uh, the play was called Dome. Yeah, it was. Do- it, it was it, it, yes, I guess you know what. I guess it's a silly reason they couldn't put Zai Observatory twenty four seven. Is that too? Is that too much text for the for the playlist name in the UI? The side oh, side like, couldn't handle it. Oh, but but where is like this 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 need to call it Zai Observatory when it's dome? Like it was dome before it was Zai yeah, Observatory. I, you know what I mean? Right, like, it was right. dome in twenty eleven. I yeah, I, I I I don't get that either, but. Madennis also reminded us, be careful, tomorrow's April Fool's. You know what? You know, <laughs> I, I'm curious do you, if Modern Warfare 2 is going to get the playlist name updates like we got for, I think it was Modern Warfare 19. I think even Warzone last year got some goofy playlist changes for multiplayer in Warzone, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we ended up getting that last year. So let's see if we get an April Fool's update tomorrow. I'm curious. If, if we do, I'll make a video about that. That'll be funny. And I have other vids on deck right now that I'll push back, if, if anything. But, yeah, I wonder what surprises we'll get tomorrow. I feel like for the last couple of years, I've had a hard time deciding on, like, what April Fool's video to make. We, I made that one in 2020 during the pandemic um, for Model for 2 Campaign Remastered. It was, like, alternate ending something, and that video blew up. And I'm like, I haven't been able to top that ever since. But if I can think of something crazy and creative tomorrow, I'll, I'll probably do that. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. But what somebody wrote... Arrow vs. Heroes crossover model for two. That would be amazing. That was very random, but yeah. We'll see if everything yeah. crazy like that one day. We need more Warzone ports, please. <laughs> uh, Zones so, so asking for that. Do you think you can try to get another COD voice actor on the pod? I think the only ones you had on was David Victor Allen. We Did we ever get MJ Crazer, who was Stitch? I feel like we did get him as well. I don't think, I don't think it ever lined up. I know we had him on for gameplay streams. I don't know about the podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something we want to look into more, which actually kind of connects a little bit with uh, some big plans that Fajardi and I have for, for future business endeavors. I think, you know, getting, you know, talking to more to more actors and stuff in the COD scene would be, would be pretty cool um, for a multitude of reasons. I want to get, so. I want to get like, I want to get like the, the Alejandro actor. That would, be, be that would be awesome. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Uh, but that is so, also, oh, oh so, so would be cool. Um, even Ghost too. Come on and be like, Johnny. Madonna's uh, <laughs> saying, would Warzone will not get a major update till season four? If that's the case, it's a good segue, actually, for, for what we're going to get into right now. Ah, man, can the community get in a worse predicament than it is right now? Because you already said a couple minutes mm-hmm. ago that if they delay season three, the community's going to lose their minds. But... They delayed season two, and I feel like when they did that, it was already kind of a rough patch because January yep. was a drought, no communication, no marketing, no extra content releases. So I feel like delaying season three now would actually check out better because they just dropped a whole bunch for Reloaded and whatnot. But are you thinking that that would be the nail in the coffin then? I mean, to not see anything big for Warzone to season four, that's that's a, <laughs> that's a situation in and of Whoa. itself. What is what constitutes something big for Warzone? Like what's like where does that line get drawn? Map, I think map, and map. then anything below that is like huge quality of life changes that should have been in the game day one. They're from Warzone one. Okay. That that maybe. Um, so not like not like POI updates, like maybe like nothing like that. But I, don't, I don't see why they big. can't do that. 
sooner than later. I don't know well, why. I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm just trying yeah. to figure out what is what is a big Warzone update because we literally just got a brand new battle royale map. Right, right, right. Um, so I wouldn't expect another map to be in season three. I think that's uh, preposterous. Right. Um, can you imagine if like the only changes to Warzone in season three is just quality of life, like gameplay mechanic, but not necessarily map point of interest event features? If that makes sense, that 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 could be yeah. What I don't understand. Yeah, that could be um, where the where the yeah, line I is. Think, I think if there's not like point of interest updates, uh, as well as you know the quality of life uh, improvements, which should just be added whenever. Yeah, I, I don't know why they're waiting for a, a seasonal drop to to do add things. a new key mine type thing. Right. Um, right actually, right. I mean, I'm I don't really know what I'm talking about, but they they have to wait for the the setting to change for the black screen on the flash grenade. So maybe it is something yeah. a little bit more complicated. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. But, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that kind of, uh, yeah, Warzone's just a, it's just a sticky situation because I feel like that that, that community is never going to be happy unless you're playing uh, the the broken abomination, which was Warzone One. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Warzone One, don't forget to redeem your your free blueprint for the log. It's actually a solid blueprint. It has some good attachments. You get the numbers effects all over the blueprint. If you put mastery camels on, you can see the numbers even more. All over the blueprint, you have different events and logos and icons plastered onto that. It's pretty funny. But, uh, you know, you just mentioned Warzone 1, and there was a tweet the other day that I think a lot of people might have missed, unless you are active on Twitter. Kind of, I actually didn't see it for many hours. If I could find it, where the hell is it? So, let me pull up swag. Call of Duty tweeted something, and Phase uh, Swag yeah. actually ratioed Ratio the Call of Duty Twitter account by saying we're on Warzone One, little bro. Can I? Let me see. Phase swag ratio. Ha, let me find it. No, dude. Did, didn't Kesha for Charlie Intel tweet about? Uh, I think Modern Warzone might have. Was it Modern Wars? I gotta find the screenshot Maybe. was hilarious, and I was like, damn. So quite a few Warzone creators have jumped back to Warzone One. And let's see. Please tell me somebody has a screenshot. I can't believe. It. I'm just gonna go to Space Wags replies and I'll find it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. What a ratio by over a thousand likes. That's actually crazy. So that's the thing, right? Is this the hot cycle in full effect where everybody's like, oh, we could appreciate Warzone One now or Caldera, or is it just a matter of Warzone Two being down bad to where anything else is better? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Are people generally having that much more fun on Caldera? Because of redeploy balloons and small perk changes and lootable perks and whatever. It just makes you wonder what happened here. But something that's been really noticeable, even by the press, is how the tides have turned against Infinity Ward. I mean, the amount of tweets really? I've been seeing, especially from Charlie Intel, about, you know, Infinity Ward's problems, right? You know, what Warzone 2 needs to get back on track, one-shot sniper, better movement... Increase DTK, remove AI, remove strongholds, better balance on loadout prices, consistent playlist. Um, and I'm sure there's more you can add to that list. Look how they roast them. Uh, Shipment 24-7 is live. 10v10 Mosfet's also back. Wow, finally a good playlist update at Infinity Ward. I mean, the list goes on with tweets like this. Uh, <laughs> for the first time since launch, Mono Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 have fallen below 90,000 players on Steam. It dropped to 78,000. Again, that's just PC. Yeah, that's not including Battle.net, not including console, but that's still concerning to look at, considering Resurgence just came back. Wow. Uh, I mean, you can just go on and on. They even put out a bit of a ranking. Best COD devs in order. Treyarch, Sledgehammer, Raven, Infinity Ward. I would probably put Treyarch, Raven, Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, but uh, 
that I mean, it's all subjective at the end of the day. But if you would have had a list like this posted during Cold War cycle, maybe not from Charlie Intel, but from any other major COD creator or some random on Twitter or, or anywhere, I swear people would have said Infinity Ward, <clears throat> Sledgehammer, Raven, Treyarch. I swear I could have saw polls like this a couple years ago or rankings that had Treyarch at the bottom because for some reason, Cold War to some people is like the worst game of all time. Even though I consider it a top-tier game, the last classic COD that's probably going to come out and a pretty top-tier game considering it was made under the pandemic and it wasn't even their game mm -hmm. to begin with. Impressive, right? But do you think that is the COD cycle? Or have people actually woken up and realized, hey, while we were bashing on Treyarch during Cold War, saying that Modern Warfare 19 is a godsend and the sequel would be the best game of all time, now they've realized, hey... Maybe Treyarch had something special with Cold War, and Modern Warfare 2 just didn't meet expectations. What do you think about that ranking now across these devs? All subjective, of course, but having Treyarch uh, at number one, according to uh, Twitter here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that kind of just changes from year to year. I don't feel like... Uh, I mean, obviously, I agree Treyarch is, is number one, uh, obviously. But uh, I feel like the community kind of flip-flops um a lot and i don't think sledgehammer's ever been at the top but i would i would like for sledgehammer to to hi, kind of finally have that breakthrough and and win the community over i think that's very important for them um but yeah i feel like it's just with mw 2019 and cold war i feel like it started to really it had a big divide in the community where it's like you yeah. have and, and 2019 stands, and you have like the Cold War stands, and for some reason they're all fighting with each other. But at the end of the day, it's all Call of Duty, and you're all giving money to Activision. Doesn't matter what you think yeah. is best. Yeah, um, you're all giving exactly. money to Activision. Just like exactly. console wars, like just like console wars, like oh, I spent five hundred dollars on this console. Well, I spent six hundred, and I can do this and that. Right, right. Like, right. You're, you're still silly. you're still giving money. You're still giving money to Sony or Microsoft. Like it. Yeah. You know. No, exactly, exactly. I mean. It, there's even a debate in chat right now, right? Anonymous went in and super chatted. Thank you, buddy. I think the COD community is very specific on what it wants, and even a little deviation from what people want will set them off completely. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. You, you go too far off course, people complain. You stay on course too often with no real big innovation or, or major changes, and people also complain. There's that. But then I was saying, mm -hmm. Model for 19 is ahead of its time. It's the real next-gen experience. I will agree when I say it, it's a next-gen experience. It offered a lot of innovation for the series, changed a lot about what we know with Call of Duty, how the DLC cycle works, how this works, how that works, totally. Cold War, I feel like, took a lot of things Modern Warfare 19 did, did it better, but gameplay movement mechanic-wise was very different to where you had that divide, like Fajardi just said. But Modern Warfare 2 is an interesting mm -hmm. case where it's supposed to be a sequel to Modern Warfare 19, but is missing a lot of the things that 19 had, has done more to what Vanguard did Less of what Modern Warfare 19 did and ignore just about all the innovation that Cold War offered. So it's really weird where Modern Warfare 2 stands and all of it. Um, but then you have, you know, someone in chat saying Cold War was asked to destroy Warzone. How about determining how good of a game Cold War was without even including Warzone in there? Because Treyarch didn't work on Warzone. That's not Treyarch's fault that Activision or Raven or Infinity Ward said, oh, now we're going to turn Warzone into, you know, this different multi-year experience that gets integrations. Warzone wasn't made with that in mind. Warzone was never made with a Cold War integration in mind, so that's not really Treyarch's fault. They made their own game. Mm -hmm. Whatever Raven and Infinity Ward and Activision want to do with Warzone after that is completely on them, right? But and also, it's always objective. Yeah. And also the Cold War life cycle. The Cold War life cycle brought the best part of Warzone, which is Rebirth, to and, Warzone. Yeah. So, sure. um, 
you know, every dance eighty four, and yeah, resurgence for dance eighty four. You know, there's a lot of good things that the Cold War cycle brought um, that just sort of fit that game. So right, right. Um, it's all subjective. No, for sure. No, it's all subjective, one hundred percent. And it just has me curious, right? Depending on how Sledgehammer's new COD performs this fall, you know, COD twenty three, whatever that game is, will we get to a point straight away where everyone's like, Treyarch or Savior, please come back? We're already seeing that now, but we see it even more when Sledgehammer's game comes out. Like, if people are already given up on any type of content that has the Modern Warfare label on it or any content that has Infinity War and Sledgehammer behind it, like, I wonder if we're already at that point. Um, so, w- will it be until twenty twenty four? It's when the COD community's like, we're happy. This is the content we wanted. We're good. Because I feel like we were at a pretty normal, neutral point with Cold War. Before the Warzone integration, at least. And even even during it. We were at a point where nobody was really complaining that the fundamentals of Cold War were at fault. I think we were, I think we were in a good position. We were, we were in a, we were in a, a good moment in time for, for the Call of Duty series. Mm-hmm. But, but obviously, as we'll talk about a little bit later, Treyarch is hard at work right now with Black Ops 2024, they've opened up hiring opportunities for engineering, design, production, art across LA, Austin, Vancouver, even more. So it's unclear what role they'll have with the COD this fall. Hopefully not a big one so that they don't get time taken off of the next Black Ops. But also Anonymous, thank you for that super chat. So one thing that confused me is people are saying how Modern Warfare 19 is slow-paced COD and now people say it was fast-paced because of movement. Yeah, I think people probably argued at one point that it was slow-paced. But in comparison to Modern Warfare 2, it was actually pretty fast. So I think, you know, people's opinions have changed um, because of comparisons to newer games. I also put this poll in chat, which is kind of funny. Uh, what needs to be added in Season 3? Better multiplayer content. Everything Warzone 2 is missing or nothing because the game is perfect. Um, the results of this poll are pretty funny. Um, everyone's pretty much voting on multiplayer as of now. But we'll see how that ends yeah. up a little, a little bit later. But we had a fantastic guest last week, Suda. Um, mm-hmm. Great discussion we had with the man. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that one. Fantastic, fantastic opportunity. I mean, him and I talk quite a bit at COD Next, but to be able to catch up again um, was great. And during that episode, we also went ahead and unboxed the awesome package that Call of Duty just sent to some creators with the launch season two Reloaded. It was TMNT themed, the giant pizza box, a skateboard was in it. Um, a patch holder, really, really cool to see. So definitely check out that episode when you guys get a chance. Um, every episode is still going up on Anchor. That means every episode gets distributed across iTunes, Spotify, wherever else. And now YouTube actually incorporated a new feature where when you go to somebody's channel, you'll see a separation of videos, shorts, streams, and now even a podcast tab. So that's really cool to see. Um, with that, that makes it a lot easier for you guys to find the podcast. You just want to go ahead and, again, go to the channel. And right next to live, you'll see podcasts. And you click that, it'll bring you to the Bombshell Players. You can watch every episode in full right then and there. So really cool to see these new changes. Again, quality of life updates for the YouTube scene altogether. But in last week's episode, we didn't touch too much on the specifics of Season 2 Reloaded. Um, so far, how are you feeling about the raid, Mr. Fajardi? How, how did you feel about the second episode that mm-hmm. we did many, many times with Espresso? We talked about it a little bit last week, but going to more specifics, right? The rewards, replayability. Um, how are you feeling about Season 2 Reloaded thus far? Yeah, the, the the raid was probably obviously the highlight of it all. Um, yeah. Like I said, the 6v6 max handle my expo doesn't really work on my computer. I don't know why. The FPS is broken. Um, yeah. The raid is really nice, though. The rewards are good. I actually feel like rewards, and they're worth grinding for. So Yeah. Um, nice little key card easter egg, too. Classified reward there. 
Absolutely no, I think the raid that. did a lot of things. The raid did a lot of things right, and I I, I like the. I, I like this raid a lot more in the first one because it's more parkour based, team based. Where right. I feel like the other one's kind of just like once you have a system down, like one person can do it. Yeah, um, it's, it's not really as team oriented. Like one person has to go through the puzzles, and yeah, yeah. No, I get that. So yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a fun raid. It's fun. It's replayable. It's it's just all around a good time. Um, right. So right. I think it's yeah. a W for any word on that raid. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope we don't get thrown off schedule to where like the, like a future raid doesn't release in a mid season update. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I love it to where mid-season updates not only add in whatever was left from the roadmap, whatever was promised, or anything new that's like a surprise, but also the post-launch narrative being explored with the raid during the mid-season. I think that's a perfect segue. It's a perfect opportunity to do that. Um, and like we talked about, I think, a little bit before in other videos, the season launching with a cutscene featuring the new Battle Pass operator and whatever the new map is, that kind of furthers the story a little bit in in some ways, but in the mid-season, furthering that even more with Task Force 141 and whatever's going on here. What were you going to say? I saw I saw someone in chat earlier. They said, season three ending cutscene says Valeria meeting with Graves, and I'm like, what? What? we barely get intro cutscenes for the season, so I... Oh, I think, I, like a, even... Is that, a, is that a, a, a leak for, like, a, a raid cutscene? that I, I haven't seen that, so, I mean, I, I don't know if that... True? That, yeah, I, 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 I wonder. Maybe, maybe they were referring to that? I mean that that's horrible. Somebody just spoiled that. I hope because what here's what here's the thing, right? <laughs> I, I'm not a leaker, I'm not a data miner, I have no interest or access to any of that. But whenever tweets get put out by the usual suspects that do that kind of stuff, I'll make a video about it. If it's if it's appropriate, if it if it makes sense, we'll go do that. But the thing is, right, when it comes to story-related leaks, I am totally against that. I, I really am. Like if for some reason I made a video about that, which I really wouldn't, but if there's like some rare instance where I'm like, hey, here's a story leak, I would put so many disclaimers on screen and I would put it in the description. I would say it in the commentary like, hey, if you guys want story spoilers, here it is. Be warned. But I I would not even want to be a part of that, right? To ruin what could be a nice surprise of the story. So I I, I really wonder, uh, you know, where that came from. But Madadas even said there's no info about cinematics in the files. That's good. Also, thank you for... The comment, uh, Neon Shadow, so the podcast tab isn't on mobile yet. So I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a desktop-only thing. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad to, to get clarification about that. Um, that. That's pretty good. But, um, yeah, overall, I mean, at least there is some type of narrative and some cinematics that we can enjoy through the raids. Because the ones we got for Warzone so far, as we'll talk about in a couple minutes, have been furthering the plot in a different way, but not anything too direct like the, the raids have. But overall, really like the rewards that, that got offered. I mean, we also touched on it a bit last week, but how do you feel about them adding in, you know, a, a cool loot pool for raids as well, right? Giving you a reason to do it mm-hmm. seven or eight times. I mean, the first raid had that, but now we have an actual, like, uh, part at the menu that, that tells you mm-hmm. when you have it unlocked. Yeah. yeah, the UI update. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Um, um, I think that's a cool little update. I was probably more excited for the UI update than the actual rewards because I think it's cool to see kind of like a check a checklist of yeah. things. And obviously the rewards in, in Raid 2 are really good, but I feel like it's really hard for for new players and stuff to kind of visualize what the the raid pool is. Right, right, um, right. Because it's like the raid pool could be, like, is it all trash rewards? Is it all this? So I think that kind of... Um, because they also took out the raid assignments. Right. Um, you know, the raid assignments were something that was in place to kind of, like... I, I don't know why it was even there. Why was the raid assignment? Like, why do you think the raid assignment was even there? I think there was no point for it. I, I mean, I think that was a useless feature. Gatekeeping a new drop 
in something you already have to pay for already doesn't make sense. If it was something mm. for, I could see a raid assignment like system being offered for like DMZ. For example, you want to play a Sheikah Island DMZ, go do this mission in Almazra or Building 21. And you do it once and, should... you get, and you get unlimited access to a Sheikah DMZ. But it's for all free to play. Uh... Yeah. That should that should be how you access building twenty one. You just do a you just do a building twenty one assignment, and you get access to it for an entire week. No, even forever. It doesn't, it doesn't have to even be some type of weak system. It could just be, True. you know, you do one thing and you get access forever. Because, like I said, we talked about it before. The weird gatekeeping issue that COD two point has. There's an obsession with somebody behind the scenes who's a higher up that for some reason, you know, wants to kind of stretch out replayability. And build longevity, but not through conventional or natural means, but by doing it in ways that become tedious or annoying or repetitive, right? You already have it with Building 21. You, you, you kind of had it with raids at first. Uh, what's another example? Uh, I have it right here written down somewhere. Where is it? Oh, the Spec Ops system, right? It's like, it, you, you, you want to really, like, what if, what if you and I said, hey, you know what? You're, you're going to fly to my house. And we're going to hook up your PlayStation in, 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 the, in the other room. And you know what we're going to do all weekend? We're going to grind Spec Ops till our eyes are bleeding because we want to max out all of our kits before the raid comes out next week. What if we decided nope. to do that? You can't do that because you can only get a certain amount of stars per week to max your kits out. So there's the benefit of buying the raid bundles to get a bit of a boost. And then, you know, how many times can you possibly, you know, repeat the same Spec Ops missions or the raids over and over that already in itself is a bit frustrating to, to max your kids out, but then to have to wait because there's a cap as to how many daily and weekly stars you can unlock. You know, what is it with the with the gatekeeping issue? On top mm -hmm. of combining that with, with, with drip drip feeding, you know, a bunch of stuff that, that should be in the game straight away, but you have to wait seasons for that. You combine all that together and it becomes frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see what the Ghost of Hope just tweeted out? Oh, no. A live bombshell yeah. on the bombshell? Let's see. I think this is a pretty live bombshell. It's not. It's not a. It's not a leaked image. Oh shit! I wonder. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's. Uh, April Fools. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not April Fools yet, though. It's not. The actual... I hope it's not the it's actual not, artwork. There's no way it's the actual artwork. Yeah, there's no way. I. I mean, I know it's not the actual artwork because the the season three logo. Is this the license? I mean, it'd be weird though, right? Because we got the license athletes before season one reloaded. We got the shredder it's license April operator. Did, oh, did, oh, is it? That's what my dentist said. Okay. Yeah, imagine if John Wick really gets added. Yeah, um, maybe it's just an impression farm, you know, because it was, it's been a big topic uh, in the community. I've seen a lot of tweets recently where people are saying, oh, would you like John Wick in MW2? And I don't know where yeah. that started, but I saw a lot of tweets of it. Yeah, I uh, like photo yeah. like photoshopping his head on the the 2019 price artwork from the yeah, from the yeah. key art. Yeah, I, I mean um, that, that would be that would be cool. I mean that that'd be that'd be interesting. Um, but orange though, huh? Orange, yeah. I mean, I mean we'll see. I, I, John Wick Four has been received very well, very true, very good ratings, uh, critically acclaimed. I mean, I haven't I haven't watched any of the John Wicks. I'm gonna catch up on those probably next week. So. I'd be curious to see if we get a crossover with them. I'm down for it, but... I might buy that, to be honest. Uh, I just want to play as Keanu Reeves. I mean, yeah, Keanu Reeves is the, is the GOAT, so I mean... In DMZ. Yeah. If people are saying early April Fools. I mean, yeah, it, it probably is. It probably is. I mean, even though I probably should have tweeted this tomorrow, but I guess you want to do it on a Friday because maybe his tweets do better on, on weekdays than weekends. I don't know. But, yeah. Sledgehammer's picking up the baton this fall. Treyarch... Uh, 
I think is going to have a pretty easy task in just making people happy by bringing us a classic multiplayer, bringing zombies back to his glory. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think it might be until 2024. It's when the community uh, is a bit stable again with decisions, but Sledgehammer does a decent job with uh, community feedback. So they might just give us a classic MP with whatever their game is this fall. But on top of all that, I, I personally don't think either Sledgehammer or Treyarch will have any type of gatekeeping systems or methods like we've been seeing with Infinity War the past couple months. So th that's my prediction right now. But mm -hmm. I think uh, they at least did drop some some pretty cool content in, uh, in Reloaded. Um, I'm happy with the update. Um, unfortunately, you weren't able to play much Himmelmat Expo, which is sad because I think it is a very solid map. I, I really like it. Uh, I'm sure you guys also saw that it got added into Ranked for, I believe it's Control. It's not available anymore for S&D, but it is available for Control, I believe. Fortress is getting removed. So you already know about how people feel about Fortress, right? You, I mean, I don't know if you've played Ranked Fortress, but the way the spawns work and the way the gameplay flowed on it was unacceptable. And I guess <laughs> Treyarch had a very limited amount of maps to work with for Ranked, right? So it's not really their fault that... That's what they mm -hmm. had to work with for the multiplayer. But funny enough, I don't know if you saw if you saw this, but somebody out there actually asked Treyarch over on Reddit, could they add classic Dead Silence into ranked play? And here's their mm -hmm. response, which to me is beyond reasonable, but I didn't expect anything else. Let me get this tweet up real quick. Uh, here it is. Just to set expectations for this kind of request and others like it, we're ultimately not responsible for core gameplay mechanics in Modern Warfare 2. This kind of feedback is better shared with Infinity Ward for multiplayer. What does that scream to you? Does that scream to you that they absolutely would put the silence as a perk in rank if they could? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, what does that say, man? I mean, it's just it kind of just says it kind of says like we don't have the keys. We don't have the keys to the kingdom, but if we did, we'd make. We these probably changes. would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which I think I think that would be cool. I think that would actually make ranked play even more sought after among the community if it was if, if it did play changes built into it. Yeah, uh, just for ranked. Um, yeah, because obviously you already have like you know you have some things banned already. Like it's already quite different, I'd say. Um, for sure. You know, for sure. Because you know, so obviously some things are banned, and you only have a, a you know little map pool. And um, I think it would be cool to kind of fully change the ranked into like its own actual separate mode because now it, it's i don't know i think that'd be cool i i really want that to have fundamental gameplay changes just in rank i think that'd be awesome yeah and, and, <laughs> and, and spider-man chat until you said in dmz i was going to say play cyberpunk 2077 i love cyberpunk 2077 i think it's a great game despite what everyone says you you um, beat that game right you you finished that a couple years ago yeah I, I did i did like i did every single side quest um, it, was, it wasn't a couple years ago. It was a year ago. Uh, <laughs> wasn't I, I, thought it was, I thought it was during the pandemic. I guess it was. It was uh, 2022. It was March. Oh, Mar wow. March last year. Wow. Um, and then I went back and played the DLC, or not the DLC, uh, an update uh, when the when the anime came out. Uh, Edge <laughs> so yeah. Um, right. So yeah, I really I like that game, and you know Keanu Reeves is amazing in it. But uh, yeah, I love to play as him in uh, DMZ. You get some John Wick DMZ shit. Yeah, Imagine some John that. Wick vibes. Hell that, yeah, that, that's, a, that's some that's a video ready to go. That's some John content Wick right there. DMZ killing the whole For lobby. sure, one hundred percent. Anonymous asked, "What's your opinion on people who argue about skill gap?" You know, talking about skill gap, I, I can understand that argument more in ranked, right? If there's fundamental changes that have to be made to make the skill gap make more sense, but for pubs, I don't really get the argument anymore because 
I don't, I don't, I don't think people have grasped the concept that pubs are supposed to appeal to as many casuals as possible. Maybe back then you can argue that pubs really did cater to more hardcore, but times have changed. Matchmaking has changed. People in charge have changed. I mean, the industry itself has changed. So I feel like mm-hmm. skill gap is something that I think has been done better by maybe Treyarch, maybe Infinity Ward in the past, other games entirely. But at least with the way skill gap is this year, Mono for two multiplayer, I wouldn't expect much change to it at most. The best skill gap you'll see is through rank that, again, is made by Treyarch, which is funny. So uh, one of those things that could even be a, a solid debate and argument to have for Warzone, where maybe you might have felt that there was a bigger skill gap for Warzone 1 than there is Warzone 2. I'd say the quality of life changes that are on deck for Warzone that we might be seeing in the next season or two, that might bring gameplay back to what it was in Warzone 1 to where you feel like there's a better gap. But to me, it's one of those arguments that I completely ignore and don't even look at. I'm just like, I'm going to play the game. If I enjoy it, I'm making content on it. That's it. It's not one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to lose sleep over it and argue with devs mm-hmm. on Twitter about it because at the end of the day, it's above my pay grade and it's something that is out of all of our control. It's something to do with uh, the business side of things, right? What is making them more money and keeping a higher player base? And the last thing I'll say is you might say, oh, the player base is suffering because of lack of a good skill gap. And maybe that's the case. I agree with you. So changes have to happen. But, you know, until that happens, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm just not going to stress over it. I'm just going to play what I can, play as good as I can, and enjoy whatever it is. But, you know, yeah, I've been very critical of certain things in COD 2.0. We've talked about it in depth on the podcast, in videos, gameplay streams. We've done it all with that. But uh, something that I, I know I'm going to forget if we don't go over this right now, very controversial, um, in regards to Treyarch, Syndicate tweeted out a little while ago something that <laughs> absolutely blew my mind. And I'm like, I, I just, I couldn't wrap my mind around why this was tweeted. But has it been deleted? No way. When was this tweeted? Here it is. Th- th- this just, I mean... It was almost like he was directing his anger towards the wrong people. That was my first takeaway. Here's here's what he tweeted. I'll be the one to say it how it is. Call of Duty used to be the head of the game. You were the go-to game for me in my childhood. At least back then you knew how to carry a game and a franchise. But now all you care about is money, not gameplay. You failed. I'm playing Fortnite on my streams, having more fun. You are worth billions. It's embarrassing. There was so much you could have done, but you didn't. It's sad you chose shareholders over the players and more so Treyarch, that's at you. You leave developers in the fields left, and nothing you have done since then has been of substantial value. The custom mod community has added more value to the franchise than you have in the last five years. It's a joke. Pull your goddamn finger out. So, before I go off on this, Mr. Fajardi, break this down in any way you want. In any way you want. <laughs> what do you uh, think about I this mean, ridiculous tweet here? I, I, I can't just believe don't, it. I, I just don't see where it came from. Like, what... Like, I feel like he hasn't even talked or, or, or played Call of Duty since, like, the maybe the beta and, like, launch window of MW2. So I don't even know where, like, where, where it came from for him to tweet that. Does, does that make sense? Like, I don't even... Yeah, no, I, I, I get if maybe some anger stemmed from, like, the way Vanguard Zombies worked. or But the thing is, he loved Cold War, so it's not about Cold War either. Maybe a Vanguard Zombies thing that kind of pissed him off more. But... For being somebody as big as he is, you'd assume that he just kind of knows. I'm not saying he has inside sources, but he could just kind of put two and two together how Treyarch's been treated the past couple of years Mm -hmm. and how a lot of things have been out of their control. That, but then also, whenever I see tweets like this, right, at least the first part of it, or even the second part about, you know, him playing Fortnite, having more fun, how Kai used to carry, 
COD's still carrying. The franchise still broke every record with Modern Warfare 2. The player base may be, you know, winding down a bit, and there's changes need to be made, but COD is still on top. And not to say that CS Go 2, or excuse me, CS2, I keep saying this wrong, uh, CS2 <laughs> and Fortnite Creative 2, not to say that those aren't going to be successful. They already are. Counter-Strike is peaking at a million-plus players. Fortnite is hot right now, again. 1.5 million. I got to check and see what it is today. Well, yeah, check it out. Right. Higher. Not to say that those things aren't going to be big. Not to say that you can't stream those things or can't have more fun with those things right now. But what we often see with Call of Duty, which is getting old at this point, is, you know, other games get announced. Whether they're good or not, people use that to say, COD's dead, COD is over, here's the COD killer. Boom, boom, boom. No, there, there is no COD killer. Other games can be successful even when COD is not. Doesn't mean that COD's over with. But, you know, especially a game like Modern Warfare 2, I don't see now being the time when COD is truly over. No. If anything, that should have been during Vanguard. And it, and it wasn't. You know, it, it, we still survived. But what I don't get is the end of this saying, and more so Treyarch, that's at you. You leave developers at the field. Nothing you've done since then has been a substantial value. So did you just forget Cold War? peaking for zombies, breaking a bunch of records above Modern Warfare 19 for multiplayer and, and microtransactions. Mm -hmm. uh, to then mention mod support, it's like, my community is awesome, but think about how small that community is. You have to be on PC to play Black Ops 3. So True. it's like, wh what are you talking about? I don't even know what he's talking about here. Um, to, to disrespect them, talking about, you know, them not having, you know, adding substantial value, it's like, what? I mean, on top of that, the cherry on top to all of this is what do you think Treyarch's been doing, right? Black Ops 4, you know, having its faults, you can argue maybe that was just poor management behind the scenes because there was no pandemic yet. But 2020, that wasn't that wasn't their fault. Uh, Vanguard, that wasn't their fault. They're working on ranked for fucking Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer and ranked for Warzone 2.0. So what are you going at Treyarch for? The one studio doing the most you know what I mean? I'm not saying to be kind of sending a toxic to the other devs, to Infinity Ward or Raven, but if you would have done that towards them, I, it would have at least made some more sense. But to Treyarch of all fucking people? Like, am I a Black House fanboy for, for, for asking this or for questioning this? Like, what the f Huh? I, you have any other thoughts on this? I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words reading this shit. I'm just like, huh? Um, I, I just I'm don't get totally it. Honest, I just, I, I think it's best just to kind of ignore it. Um, I, I I don't think it's <laughs> worth really thinking about too hard. Well, no, I'm not even thinking about it hard. And it's not, it's not something where I'm like, oh, I'm calling out Syndicate. It's just kind of questioning how people haven't grasped, like, wh where the problem really is and what the problem is. It's like, and directing at the wrong people on top of that. Like, And there's, a, and there's again, chat, there's a, there's a way to do a thread that he did in a more respectful tone, emphasizing issues that need resolving without being an asshole. Right. And, and without going further than that, because there's a lot people could say about Syndicate and who he is as a person, the mistakes he's made without going into that. I, I was just mind blown that of all people to go after that, that he went after the people that have been carrying a lot of the franchise right now, even when they're not in season. They don't have a game that's in its prime right now and they're still carrying a lot. I find that crazy. But um, speaking of big changes, something that we didn't really touch on more than a few seconds last week, something that I did cover in a reaction video I made a couple weeks ago is Harrison's new redesign for COD 2.0. I don't know if you mm -hmm. were able to see it, but if you did, what were your thoughts on 
some of the new things that, that he incorporated in his recent video. I mean, a bunch of quality changes like floating loot and a better HUD and, and, you know, menu changes, better pinging system. So many cool things that I think somehow got overlooked with the launch of Warzone 2. I mean, how do, how do you feel about um, some of the stuff you might see on screen right now if you, have the, if you have the stream up? I mean, really beautiful redesigns. Do you feel like these are some of the things that might release in the next season or two since we're not getting a new Warzone map yet? These could be the things that are the, you know, the... The, the core of the marketing, the here, come play again, because look at this. Maybe that's what is big that could drop in the next uh, couple weeks. How do you feel? Um, I definitely, I mean, I, I love Harrison's work. I think it's always really cool to see what he does. Um, and he's made like two big videos of the UI change stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. This is second um, one. So, yeah, and obviously you've been, you know, making a reaction video to them. I give him exposure, which is always good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of things he does is just. It, is kind of like it's sad that someone has to do it because it's like, <laughs> it, these, yeah. these these things should have already been in uh you know with the i remember i seeing i remember i saw the, the buy station you want to buy that might be one of his old things but i think um, he redid it again i think for yeah there's a lot of things well. that are just yeah mm, there's just a lot of things that he's done that's just a lot better than what the current game has um so yeah i love seeing shit like that and i hopefully they do throw in a lot of those new changes but it's kind of hard to market that. Like, how are you going to market that on a roadmap? Like, new UI. Go play season 03. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you have to put that on a roadmap necessarily, though. I think in the blog post, you'd for sure. Because, I mean, think about, for example, Caldera. When that got marketed, water wasn't on the roadmap. But one of the pieces of the blog post was shallow water you can walk through, right? Sounds silly to talk about. But that was a big part mm -hmm. of one of the blog posts for Warzone Pacific. So, yeah. I think... UI changes like that could, could certainly be big parts of a, of a blog post. Unless, you know what? To your point, what if these are just like shadow updates? Like what we thought was going to happen with Museum where they just kind of quietly slide something in and they don't want to mm -hmm. say anything because they're kind of embarrassed of what the situation was. Maybe they'll just like quietly redesign shit or maybe just put it in passwords on the blog post. But um, yeah, you're right. I could, you're right. A, I could see it more of a patch notes thing because obviously we get, we've gotten a lot of the camo uh, UI updates that kind of just appeared out of nowhere. Um, so I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't know if that just, we had that for some Warzone stuff and yeah, even, even MP stuff and then keep making the, the current UI better and better. I think that's just what they're going to be constantly doing because it's it seems like we're going to have this new sort of hub caught HQ for a while now, so they want to make it as best as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am really worried though if Every single Call of Duty is going to look exactly the same now, uh, menu wise. Right. It's going to look like it's all going to look like Hulu. Right. Well, didn't <laughs> didn't you have a complaint like that? I think it was maybe later in Cold War Cycle, or was it Vanguard, where you had mentioned here on a pod that the issue already was that these games were, were kind of lacking identity, losing their identity in a way with how the yeah. menus were all redesigned to fit the Warzone One integration, Modern Warfare Nineteen. Uh, is that is that is that something that now we're seeing to a greater extent that's worse than what you originally envisioned? I mean, uh, I don't think I don't think it's worse. I think it's better because it's actually like this time it's actually built around that. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so it's built around that with that in mind. When before it was kind of just like, yeah, let's just see how many uh, columns we can have on the menu screen. You can have Warzone. You can have uh, you know <laughs> Vanguard, Cold War. Uh, modern warfare and like just i don't know yeah yeah i get i get that i get that um 
even like lobby yeah, backgrounds yeah. too, like a redesign for that to give it more identity every season to to let you know that you own something is new. You might have missed something. Yeah, we've had we've had two seasons and we've been saying sitting in the same hangar for the past two seasons. I think it would be really cool to have like an Ashika Island themed uh, menu. Yeah, and obviously during Cold War we got a background that was tailored toward the new season. Um, right. Season one did the same. Season two was a jungle. Season three was the snowy area. Season right. four was a desert. Season five was like the numbers echelon type station. Oh yeah. Season six, which kind of followed the the, the theme of the six v six map, um, which obviously MW hasn't really uh, gotten a lot of those. Gotten a lot of those, so it's kind yeah. of hard to make a theming over something that doesn't exist. Um, sure. Sure. That's a fair point. But with that in mind as well. I, before I forget, St. Patty's event. I don't think we talked about it much last week. Oh, my God. I had so much fun with that one. How did you feel about mm-hmm. the, did you get to use the St. Patty's sniper at all? Did you I actually, didn't. like, pick it up? I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. I didn't get to use it. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you missed out, buddy. I mean, you, you didn't have to regain in DMZ. I think you saw it. You, you, you were still pretty stacked. Uh, yeah. But what a fantastic update. Again, it's little things like that that make COD shine, especially during the holidays, man. Even if it's a limited True. time event, uh, it was such a cool opportunity for regain in DMZ. The golden chest at the end of a rainbow, getting your armor vest, getting your gas mask, ton of cash, high rarity weapons. Then, of course, the one-shot sniper, which had uh, a St. Patty's theme on it. Again, it would have been cool if maybe by picking it up, you'd unlock it permanently. Even if they take away the whole one-shot ability, just keeping the, the blueprint skin itself would have been interesting. But, um, oh, man, if you had that sniper, you were winning every match of Warzone or even DMZ. I mean, you're one-tapping everybody if you're a decent enough sniper. God, I had fun with that, man. I, I, I used it as much as I could. Um, got so much footage of it. Uh, fantastic to see. But I actually still have a St. Patty sniper in my Contraband stash for DMZ. And if I pull it out in DMZ, it'll still have the skin on it, but it won't have the one-shot ability. But... Uh, Definitely something cool that they did there. Uh, I'm just wondering, again, if tomorrow for April Fools we're going to get anything different in the game. I'll definitely cover that in a video, uh, if anything. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd, that'd be really funny to see. I am going out of town on Sunday, and I'll be back the following Monday. But, again, laptops coming with. Plenty of videos already on deck for while I'm gone and um, ready to do any new commentaries if needed because I'm sure they'll probably do some marketing for Season 3 um, at some point later next week, possibly on what uh, I'm going to guess maybe Wednesday thursday-ish that it might start off that's if the season doesn't get delayed but perfect segue season three season three so much information has been pouring in i've been doing what i can breaking all of it down in individual videos still got many more yeah. to make i got one coming up after this pod is over uh, another one tomorrow about this lots of information about season three that uh we'll try to break down the best we can right now so there is a twitter account it's kind of like taken over in the scene in terms of data mining. Task Force Leakers 141. So as of right now, Season 3 details do include Alex Raid Operator Bundle. Valeria is the Battle Pass Operator. Alejandro is getting an Operator Bundle. There will be one licensed character. So that means a celebrity crossover of sorts like Shredder. We'll be getting another one of those. Season 3 intro cinematic is based on Valeria, possibly Mexican or Sicario themed. The weapons as of right now do include the Uzi the SCAR SC, the MCX Spear, the M200, which is apparently the intervention, and a melee weapon. On top of that, don't forget about Plunder and Warzone Ranked. So, first thoughts so far on that Season 3 content. How do you feel about what was listed right there? Is that is that pretty solid, or what are you thinking for that? Yeah, I like the, you know, how we could be getting, like, a, a nice cartel-type theme season. I think that was a really interesting part of uh, the campaign. Um 
So I'd love to have more uh, of that woven into the story uh, right. in the raids right. Um, right. and see where that all fits in. But yeah, I mean, hearing all that content, I mean, there's not really uh, much to complain about. Uh, we're getting we're getting operators that the community's asked for. We're getting, uh, I mean, for some reason, there's talk around John Wick now. I, I don't know where that came from, but... Is that really that, April Fool's? Let's see. I've been seeing people talk about it a lot. Like, even before that, a lot. People were talking about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, but, not, but not, not as a leak. Yeah, not as a leak, but maybe right, that was right. like... Oh, right. this would be cool, and then it's like it's actually a leak, um, right? Right. But yeah, it's just there. I, I think season three could be you know shaping up to be an actual really good season. I don't think there's uh, much to complain about at the moment, and that's only what's leaked. We don't even know the surprises, you know. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And, and again, a lot of the information they posted is even for beyond season three. Uh, some strange things exactly. will go over real quickly. Uh, First, let's start with Gunfight. I'll be covering this in my video tonight for those who want more uh, clarity on all this. So there's 13 Gunfight maps leaked. The codenames Alley, Blacksite, Canal, Exhibit, Lounge, Mercado, Penthouse Studio, Theater, Tokyo, Torn, Tower, and Trauma, as well as Mountain Town. So there's just so many areas to pull from from campaign that I hope we don't see most of these Gunfight maps just be like sections of already existing 6v6 or ground war maps. I feel like there's so many yeah. other areas you can pull from for gunfight. But this also lines up with the Activision data breach from, what was it, a couple months ago, where it stated... Um, I'll actually pull up the images right now if I, if I can find them. Um, I know Harrison came up with uh, a good little breakdown uh, of this. Let me see. Where is Harry? There we go. Here are the images right here. Season 3 is meant to add in four gunfight maps. Season 4, same thing. Season 5 is a mystery. I'm assuming it'll be the same case. Another 4 gunfight map. So that's 12. Season 6 doesn't have any listed. So assuming there is no Season 6, that content just gets pulled into Season 5. We should be seeing at least 12-ish gunfight maps by the end of Season 5. Which I think is a good number. I don't know how many Modern Warfare 19 and Cold War had. I believe it's around that number as well. Which is a fair amount in my opinion. Um, hopefully all of quality. 66 maps, however, or just... Regular multiplayer, there's quite a bit. Action Park, Agent Perf, Bit Farm, Bounty, Caves Afghan, Caves Ground War, Cruise Crypto, DM Dev, probably placeholder, Dogtown, Dogtown Ground War, not Doghouse, Dogtown, uh, Exhume, <laughs> Exhume Ground War, Firing Range, I don't think that's Black Ops Firing Range, but I mean, maybe something like it. Fishtown 6v6, Bay Arena, Floating Bay, Maybe that's for Ground War. Forsaken Ground War. That's an interesting code name. Uh, Fort 6v6. Forsaken. Fort, yeah. Fort Ground War. Gulag Caves. That's a that's a spicy one. Lifts. Alley. Narcos. Narcos Ground War. That's got to be in Mexico, right? Uh, Observatory. Mm -hmm. I believe that's already out. Observatory Ground War. Yeah, that's already out. So that, I think that's Zai Observatory 6v6 and Ground War. PP yep. Ground War. Regional Ground War. Ridge. Regcrest. Sierra 2 Dev, probably nothing. Tenant, Tokyo, and Wartorn. So, are you surprised with how many ground war maps we're getting? Like, I, I feel like that's the mode I've played the absolute least in COD 2.0, but there must yeah. be a healthy player base for that to keep updating it. Ground War, Invasion, whatever that is. Uh, any one of these could be Season 3, by the way, chat. True. Yeah, so how do you feel about that list, though? You think, that, you think that's a list of maps that are all meant for the next couple seasons of Modern Warfare 2, or are some of these going to be gatekept for COD 2.23 because that game needs content? 
Like, what, what do you think about where these maps are I, headed? I'd like to think these are all for MW2, but um, the, we, we don't really know much based off these, just the little <laughs> the little words we have with them, like, yeah, like Tokyo. Cool. Like, that's so broad. <laughs> like, right, Tokyo, right. Tenant, War Torn. Like, that's, these, these are, there's just code names at the end of the day. So, yeah. Um, we we kind of, we might not be able to see these until the next Call of Duty game uh, right, if they are right. being saved. But, um, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like with the seasonal system how it's set up, I think it would the game it would, Call of Duty would benefit now, where it just you keep, especially with how Call of Duty set up now, you keep all the maps and content, and you like start the next game with that on top of a launch. So it's kind of like a launch of a new game, which is kind of a launch of a new season because you get a whole bunch of new maps. Yeah, uh, but you but you can still play on all the old ones from MW two, um, on the new game, right? Does that, does that make sense? I think that'd be really cool. No, I get that. I get that. And then more specific code names came out: uh, Ancient Action Park, Cruise, Crypto, Yellow Castle, Dogtown. Excuse me, Esports Gym. I wonder if that's the is that the you think that's the gym from uh, Building Twenty One? Uh, Biolab Esports. Yeah, Exhume, Fallout, Luxury Tenant in Tokyo. Funny thing. Cruise is a code name for a Warzone 2 map that has yet to be released. Talk about that in a minute. Uh, Biolab, I believe, is the code name for Building 21 in the files. Yeah. And so there's that. Himmelmat Expo's code name was D uh, D Davos, Davos, I believe. So that's interesting. What gets crazier, though, is the Warzone set of leaks here that this, this account has posted. So first off, Ashika Island Ground War is finally happening. That's happening in... Who knows what season, but mm -hmm. that's going to happen. Uh, this guy's more specific. Afghan MP is coming along with the Ground War version. Seraph Bay has 6v6. Seraph Bay right now is a Ground War map. Albagra Fortress has a Ground War version. Um, regional underscore Ground War is Malik Airport, which is the Ground War that already exists uh, in Season 2. We already have Terminal Ground War, but apparently Regional 6v6 is happening. So that's Terminal. Regular Terminal's on the way. That's cool. But with the Warzone 2 side of things, five Warzone maps are in the files here. Cruz, which we're going to assume is a big map, maybe Las Almas, since, again, that map leaked out many months ago. We have a full tech map image of that from Campaign. Uh, points of interest for it leaked out. Would make sense. Lots of areas of Las Almas already exist in Ground War and Campaign, 6v6. That would work. Saba is Almazra. Biolab Building 21. Sea Lion is Ashika Island. But there's something called Delta. That's being speculated to be the next Resurgence map. And according to... The info that we have in Activision Breach a couple months ago, Season 4 is meant to have a small-scaled Warzone map. So that could be Delta. Very, very interesting. So, not supposed to show code on screen for obvious reasons. Uh, that's going to be DMCA claimed very soon on Twitter, I could assume that. But, uh, yeah. Five Warzone maps. Uh, another, I guess, to ask the same question again, do you think both of these unreleased Warzone maps are coming in this game cycle? Or do you think one of them is for the integration of COD 23. That's a big question too. So I'm thinking we have right now we have a, a potential large scale Warzone map and a yeah. Resurgence map, right? That have yet to release. Um, I would like to think that they would, you know, release the the next game with its pair of big map and Resurgence map, right? Um, so, but like you said, we have we've seen that the data breach where it said well, season four is getting another small scale Warzone map, maybe. Maybe that maybe they just add building twenty one, as you can play it on Warzone now. Yeah, um, and you can. Ju it's just like a, a small sort of 
right. random type of PR like that, a different experience, which I think would be cool. Right, um, right, right. But I, I, I don't know. I'd like to. I would like to say they're saving the Los Almas map and Delta for twenty twenty three. Totally plausible. Yeah. Totally plausible, but I guess it goes back to a point that we made before, which is that how silly would it look though if COD 2023's content, multiplayer wise or Warzone wise, is from areas that were key in this game, right? It, it would be a little mm-hmm. weird, but we'll, well, we'll see how they do that. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I get. I mean, if if. If the if the next game also featured those those areas uh, as importance, because obviously Los Almas, we spent a little bit of time there uh, in the campaign. We have like one NP map about it, um, sure, or two sure. technically. So right. I mean, right. again, it's just reuse them assets, boys. Reuse them assets. Yeah, it's like reuse them assets. I mean, when when they reuse assets, but in a creative way, I'm on board with it. But when you reuse assets without having anything original to go alongside that, it feels a little strange, right? Content-wise. And I think people have, have pointed that out for a while now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, very interesting reports coming from that Task Force Leakers account. Um, we'll see what actually sees the light of day. But they just tweeted a couple minutes ago, so a bit of a bombshell live on bombshell yet again. Um, according to a video that apparently was dropped by TGR, it's being claimed that... Raid 3 will take place in Las Almas, featuring Price, Gaz, Alejandro, and Rudy. More credit, more credit, credibility, I think they meant to say, to the Sicario theme, if true. I forgot who Rudy was. It's this guy right here in the picture, I'm assuming. Yeah, Rudy um, is uh, Alejandro's best that's his friend. Boy. That's his boy. So, Faro's not going to be in it. Does that mean we don't get... We, does that, that, yeah. I wonder if that ends up meaning that we don't end up getting a operator unlock for Alex by doing the third raid. Maybe Alex doesn't have a role there. Do Dufar and Roll have roles in something else instead? We'll see. Um, there's a big question. Uh, Los Almas BR map will release alongside COD 2023. That's the claim from TGR. Um, that's what they tweeted as of right now. Very mm. odd though. You know, it's odd about that. You know what's odd about that is that if Los Almas and Sicario and all that is kind of the theme of season three... To release Los Almas as a BR map by season four, the latest would make sense. Season five, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that makes sense too. Maybe season five, it'll kind of come full circle and they can drop that. But it's almost like Los Almas should release ASAP if this is the theme we're looking at for like raid three in the next season. I don't know. But they're going to have to have a good explanation for why we're going to be seeing, you know, Los Almas content in another Call of Duty. This not this one. Um, that's interesting. But again, these are leaks coming from uh, a TGR video that just dropped apparently today. Um, Task Force leakers just tweeted about that. So um, there's information right there about that. But it gets even cooler because something I wanted to go into, we had, we had no opportunity to last week, is in regards to DMZ. Quite a bit has actually thought for DMZ, which I wanted to get into. First off, weather events such as sandstorms coming to Almazra, those mm-hmm. leaked out. Uh, what are your thoughts on that real quickly? How cool does that sound? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think dynamic weather is something we've we've really wanted inside of DMZ, and uh, I, I'm, I assume it would be in BR as well. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Sandstorms in BR. Uh, I, I feel like the community wouldn't really 
<laughs> received that well. But um, yeah, having dynamic weather in DMZ would obviously make you think twice about what you're bringing in. I think if uh, I would uh, definitely bring in thermals more to Almazra, even though because I bring in thermals a lot to uh, Ashika because of the fog. Um, so it's kind of like you know using making you try different things and use different things because you're not gonna be able to see shit in a sandstorm. Oh, hell no. Yeah, so, you gotta see nothing. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about and play the game differently because of that. Right. Um, I do think they have to nerf the AI before they do that though, because the AI is already shooting you through walls halfway across the map. I yeah. hate for that to happen when you can't see them in a sandstorm. Uh, oh my God, man. Arsenal it. sandstorm moment from Black Ops 4. Oh my literally, Lord. Literally, literally. Dude. Yeah, that's that's not something you want to see. But yeah, literal voice lines and you know text, I guess, were data mined about sandstorms for Almazra, mm -hmm. which I'm surprised nobody really talked about all that much. I know Player Two, another dedicated DMZ channel, did make some content talking about that, but not many DMZ focused creators really, I guess, saw that information that apparently has been sitting there uh, in the games files for a yeah. while. So that's that's interesting in and of itself. On top of dynamic weather already having been confirmed by devs. Uh, as being in the works at some point. Um, I guess I want I'll, rain. I want rain. I do too. Yeah. Thunderstorms. Like that would be so sick. I, I would love to see that. I, I think that if anything adds a lot of the replayability where every time you hop in a DMZ, it won't be the same experience as last time. That's kind of already the goal with Call of Duty. I think the devs and higher ups have tried to make it to where Every game you play of multiplayer, Warzone, DMZ, Zombies, Raids, whatever, the goal is to make it to where it's a different experience from the last time you played, right? Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, you know, having rain or having it take place at night or, or having that RNG aspect to it, I think makes sense. You deploy mm -hmm. or you deploy into a, a region and you don't know what it's going to, you don't know or, what, what you're getting into. Not, not even, not even, uh, like, not even that it's predetermined off the bat of it. Maybe you start it. You start a thing during a thunderstorming at night, but by the end of it, it's like all clear skies in morning, like right, you know, right. like that type of thing. I think, but yeah. that's that's really hard to do. I understand that because um, how long do the matches last? Then I, I love that idea you had. I, I totally, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. But how do you how do you change the length of matches then? Because it won't be a 30 minute match anymore. Do you have to make it like a, a never ending server where you kind of hop in, hop out when you're ready, and the game actually never ends? Because then, how does that work with the collapse, like the, the storm coming in? Do you remove that idea so that you can have weather elements yeah. like that? I mean, there's or have like an LTM for DMZ, like a, a limited time DMZ mode that features weather and blah 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 blah, and and that match can last 45 minutes or so. Where that where you see that, I, I don't know, but I feel like that wouldn't be able to be I something think, that you can get in a regular match of DMZ right now. Yeah, um, I think I think the way they go about it then was like you have a random chance for it to be raining. Uh, you know, thunderstorming day or night, like that type of thing. I think that's probably sure. It. And then sure. it stays like that for the entire time. Right. Um, right. But I don't know. I, I, I would really like day night cycle. Um, and the matches are already pretty long. So maybe. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It, that's for them to figure out. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. We're not, we're not, we're not the designers here, but I like how you just mentioned that AI needs to be tuned down first because yeah. it's already a problem. So imagine adding, you know, uh, a sandstorm to that where you can't see shit funny enough i know i told you this off stream the other day but for those that missed it uh for those that were thinking that ai got buffed or has been broken since season two has come out you weren't crazy you're not wrong 
The Charlo board just updated to say that they're investigating reports of unusual AI combatant behavior, including increased damage at range and large numbers of reinforcements. That's funny because I know we were playing DMZ a few weeks ago and we got like wrecked on a Sheikah. We were like, what was that? Like, it yeah. felt like it was completely just what happened again. Did we, did we, get, we got ambushed by the castle and then they just came from like every we, angle, I believe. Is that we, we had real people and we were killing real people, but then we were just getting absolutely beamed by a whole bunch of random bots, like all the way by the castle. And we were like outside, yeah, uh, like the, the castle wall area, like, right? Like, right, pretty far away from where the where those reinforcements should be like are and we we're just getting lasered and like really right. hit hard too like one bullet full plates gone that type of stuff yeah that that, that is that, that's so frustrating though because with how the community's already a little weird about dmz because of the way the ai works and then and then for a bug like that to come out how many people do you think hopped on dmz while this bug's been a thing and said wow they made ai harder i'm never playing this again like can you imagine the harm yeah. of us of the player base to, to see that after already having complained about AI that needed to be changed. Like, that's just unfortunate for DMZ. But you remember what they did at the menu? What did they do with Building 21? What does it say at the menu now when you click it on It says your... difficulty hard. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? That right. Means, that means <laughs> but, you want to play so bad. So the, so the question is then, did the hard AI of Building 21 accidentally bleed over to Ashika and Almazra? Or did AI across the board get buffed and it's been even crazier on Building 21? I don't know, man. It says... I never it's, thought it's, the AI on Building 21 was even harder. I just think it's more... It's just more close quarters and therefore seems harder. Right. You get, the, um, the, you get claustrophobic or something with... Yeah. That, that's mm -hmm. true. That could have been the case, but it gets even it gets even wilder, right? So with the idea that we're not getting a new Warzone map until Season 4, that's again based on rumors, not confirmed, mm -hmm. we're just speculating. Apparently, according to a call that happened between influencers and devs recently. Apparently some things were said about future DMZ updates, a little bit more than you guys probably know. So first off, here's an exact quote that I put on text in a recent DMZ video. Cast weapons and other items are kept in storage, which you can't access at any time in between lobbies. You actually can't do that yet. So maybe to, to, to label it as a giant update in season three for DMZ, they finally start releasing an ability to have cash at the menu, a marketplace, an economy yeah. of sorts that allows you to do Reputation. stuff. We'll get to that too. <laughs> Don't jump the gun just yet. <laughs> We're going to get to that. But this cash idea, a marketplace, something that we've talked about in length before, that might be something that comes out finally in season three. Because what else do you really add to DMZ besides a new map at this point, besides more faction missions, besides better rewards? Do you, do you release this type of uh, uh, marketplace to where, you know, yeah, there's, there's things you can buy in there, but it gives you a reason to go into the game and, okay, let me go pick up $100,000, exfil with it. Yeah. It, it, it makes the stakes a little bit higher so that, you know, you're really worried about how you're going to exfil that game. So that if you have to buy a three-plate vest or an armor box at the menu, you could do that now. I remember at the start of the season, I would get a, a shit ton of money in uh, Ashika Island, and then I would just go buy a whole bunch of Building 21 key cards because right. there was nothing, because the money was just going to get turned into XP. Yeah. So I would just buy a whole bunch of Building 21 key cards and then just exfil and get out of there because um, there was no point to keep the money. But now it's kind of like there almost should be like a buy station in the menu before you can right. even go in. And obviously, yeah. you keep that cash, you keep uh, everything like that uh, when you exfil so you can sort of accumulate it over time and have like a really good econ economy for yourself. Um, and exactly. then like yeah, 
so now it's not like because I feel like the the one of the main problems with DMZ is like if you die, there's no real way to get back and like to where you were without having like a full like regain game, which I think is is fine, but it kind of gets a little bit old over time. And I would like to, for example, my eighty thousand dollars cash that gets turned that gets turned into the dust. I would like to keep that and maybe have that uh, to buy a two or three plate vest before I go into a match when I just die. Yeah. I think that adds a lot more depth and a lot more reason to to get cash and to do contracts and to to do all these things in the mode that kind of obsolete when right. half the mechanics in the game right now don't really matter. Fair. No, I, that's, a re- that's a really good point. And funny enough, you, you mentioned Regain, right? And I'm like, wait a second. You think about Regain... Obviously, the St. Patty's event, it was, it was like the funniest opportunity to regain if you needed to. Uh, yeah. You know, you just hop in, you go to the rainbow, get whatever you needed. But it, w- when you mention how you have to kind of play a full match out just to focus on that, it's not that I don't want that to be the case, but mm-hmm. I feel like people will, over time, like you said, feel like that's getting old and would rather just jump right back into the action for whatever their, their, their purpose is, whether it's to do faction missions, whether it's for PVP, whether it's for cases, some other Easter egg. So having that marketplace option is definitely something that, that we need to see. Especially now that we have a combat record in DMZ. I mean, we're getting these updates. We're getting healthy things that spice it up a bit and give you more to do. Um, what's really funny, though, is how you also said you, you were using that money to go buy Building 21 key cards. They've changed it again. Yeah. I, I don't know if we addressed this last week, but they've changed it again to where now you only need one, never have to equip it again, and it'll give you unlimited access to the map whenever it's available on Thursdays, to, on Fridays to Sundays, excuse me. So oh, I, gotta, I still got to go delete because I, I think I have like 20 building 21 access right. key cards in my stash, so I got to go delete those. Yeah. And yeah. just keep one. Right. Just, just, just do cool. that. Yeah. Literally just do that. I feel like it's a big update to the map that, that should have been in the game day one, should have been tweeted more about, should have been mentioned more, but it's kind of just like obscure in the recent past where they're like oh yeah by the way billion 21 um it won't burn your key cards anymore when you play which is how it was when it first came out which they reverted because that was a bug apparently now we're back <laughs> to what we thought it was going to be to begin with but also infinity works says they are continuing to work on new features and enhancements for dmz in season three there will be no resets at all the studio also teased new places to explore are in the works more info to come so pick that apart a little bit new features kind of already touched on that enhancements blah 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 but first, no resets. How do you feel about no resets to inventory faction missions with our third season? Is that the right approach? Or do you think they should reset it every season going forward? I, I, almost, I almost think it should be reset every season. Um, because, I, first of all, I don't really see the point to reset it uh, with season two. Um, I, I don't really know what that did. Because the faction missions were more or less exactly the same. Um, in terms of difficulty, so uh, I almost think there should be a a re- just a just wipe everything every season because it gives you that. Well, we need to be on the start of the season to get this and get these key cards and do this. Like it's something that Tarkov really has. Like oh, like a Tarkov is most popular on wipes, and the reason yeah. being is because everyone doesn't have that high tier loot, that high tier, um, uh, you know, things of the game that take a little bit to to get. Maybe maybe take a few days to get, a few weeks to get. Um, and I think that's what extraction game modes need. They need to have a time where everyone is on the same playing field Yeah, yeah. For at, at the start of every season or, or major update. Um, so maybe that's why they don't, they're not saying they're going to do them for season three. Cause it's not that big of an update that warrants that, but I could definitely see if they would come out with say a, uh, 
I don't know. Um, I mean, we've heard, you know, rumors of a, a faction reputation system. I think that would yeah. be pretty big in, in terms of how you look at factions and, and their missions and uh, the little areas in which they occupy that could, uh, you know, if you have a good standing with them, you can go there, you can buy things for discounted prices, but if you have a bad standing, they're, they're going to shoot at you. Um, if Sniper said seasonal wipes are too soon. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you, I guess you're right, and you're free to you're free to feel that way. I just, I don't know. I just feel like a week or two, a week or two in the DMZ, I'm kind of just running and killing people. Like, there's not really an objective past playing it for two weeks, um, because you realize all the. No, <laughs> I, I, all I, the I get what you mean. Are weird. I get that. And, like, I don't want to do it. I totally get that. Um, I think on top of that, you know, they also mentioned in, in that tweet that they're working on new areas to explore. I wonder if that means point of interest updates or if that is a tease that, yeah, we're getting more DMZ maps this year, which we all expected anyway. But mm-hmm. I, I think the more and more they add, it just gives you more of a reason to play. That That's so important. Um, that That's that, that's probably the most important thing of all. But perfect segue, as you just teased a little bit, a faction reputation system. So when mm-hmm. they wiped in season two, I thought that was because, all right, um, we're going to change the way the faction missions work, the difficulty of them. We're adding in a new faction, and we're adjusting gameplay quite a bit. They want, us to be, they want us all to be on the same playing field. That's why I thought they were wiping us. But it looks like an even bigger feature is coming that, like you said, would almost warrant another wipe. But I'm cool if they don't do it. I, I, I really don't mind. So mm-hmm. according to the, the same suspects we were talking about earlier, guys dad mining the game, crazy features coming. Barter contracts, allowing you to build reputation with each faction. Faction reputation and trust system. Faction by stations, which rewards vary on your reputation with that faction. Then faction sites in the maps themselves with faction ground soldiers, which will be hostile or friendly based on your reputation and your actions. So it's unclear again. This is for season three. I guess we're going to know because our next podcast will be after season three is out. But if that's for season three, that's crazy. So imagine walking by certain areas of the map. And the AI looks at you and walks away because they're friendly because you've done enough to, pe- to to please that faction by having done contracts or objectives or whatever for mm-hmm. that group. Um, there's also some information that, that we'll get to, but apparently there's a scavenger or some type of AI individual that will, I guess, be around these maps who works for a certain faction. You go up to him to get mm-hmm. some of these contracts for that faction and you can trade goods with them. So I wonder if... This is like a whole separate system where, you know, you gain a rep with a certain faction, but then you go to that scavenger, that that, that that dude that works for that faction, and you can then, you know, interact with them, and it'll give you, like, a blueprint or money or loot. And it's a, maybe another maybe another regain method by pleasing him, and he'll then give I you what you want. Cool. I think it would be cool if, you know, now there's, like, you have to, like, pick a faction to kind of align yourself with. I think it would be cool to see, like, here's what the benefits this faction brings. You can buy plates right. at a discounted price. You can buy Beautiful. insured yes. weapons. Um, you can buy, you know, all these things at, at this scavenger from this faction. But this guy, you can buy three plates for half off. Right. Um, right. Like that type of I think that would be kind of really cool. Um, but then actually, they would make you forced to pick one of the factions. Right. Uh, right. Not just kind of go back and forth, which I think is would kind of help it, I think. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think that would help the faction system if you were forced to pick one and then like fully grind just that one? I think that would help a lot. I think that would help, especially if all of them have 
different benefits, but all the benefits are worthwhile, right? To where you're kind of flipping a coin being like, damn, do I want this or do I want that? They're both fantastic. That is gold. But what you don't want to see is where one of the factions has like the best reward and, and benefit and the other ones just have pure dog shit that just isn't worth your time. So if you have a balance like that, I think that I agree it would help the faction system. And then with that system alone, that would maybe encourage players to be like, all right, I like where this is going. I like what the factions are about, maybe even the story behind it. Now I'm motivated to go do the actual faction missions, right? Th you know, that we mm -hmm. talked about in length on the channel before with all the rewards you can get for that. You know, I think that'd be a good bridge to the gap with, you know, good regain, good loot, you know, reputations, being able to turn AI friendly with the faction, that with think the system we already have with the faction missions themselves, all that combined. I think another, another interesting point to bring up, and obviously I agree, um, another interesting point to bring up would be um, do you know in the the survival Mount Zaya uh, Spec Ops mission where you can buy like a little squadron of AI to yes. follow you around? Yes. That would be so cool to buy a little squadron of three AI members that right. follow you around and would shoot at whatever you shoot at. But obviously they have a little bit more health. They would be a little bit more beefy. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe the same health as a player uh, or a little bit less, but make sure they don't die immediately and maybe you can revive them too. Um, so you Completely could get like... Agree. You can get a squad of like twelve people if you if you get a uh, if you join up with a three man another like a real three man and then you each go buy three uh, AI like obviously you, don't, you would be limited to one group of uh, one oh, squadron sure, sure. per, per yeah. you know thing. yeah so right um, I think that'd be really cool that would be really cool to see I, but then I, that kind of then that, I think that would kind of get sticky because what happens if you're trying to be friendly with someone and then your AI kills them and then it's like. I don't know. I would really like to see that, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, strike team for BO4. Yeah, so, like, severe potential with that. Like, severe. Like, I, I think that is so cool to see. And then, as I brought up in that DMZ Focus video, I was like, you know what? Uh, with how we have four factions right now, who's to say we can't get a Shadow Company faction or even a Perseus faction later? And then that adds... A, a plethora of content to this reputation system or to the faction missions themselves at the menu. Uh so much potential there they could do so much with this that I'm, I'm really really excited about i i think that, that's what opened the door to so much and if anything could be the biggest feature dmz needs next to the actual marketplace economy at the menu i think that this is what we, we we need to start looking at um and i hope that what we don't see is like one of the seasons coming up not add anything to dmz you know what i mean because I, I feel like cold war mm -hmm. might have had you know, a season or two where either nothing I added to Outbreak, nothing I added to Round-Based, or, no, you know what I mean? Like, those seasons where there's just, like a, like, a big gap for one of the modes, and you have to wait till the next season to get something. Uh, let's see if this game does that as well. I hope not, but I think there's some, there's some great potential with what we end up seeing in, uh, in DMZ at some point. Something else that I think was really fascinating to me is some voice lines got found. So, a bit of a recap for those that might not know about this. So, with, I think it was... Season one reloaded. People out there data mine voice lines for somebody called Trapper and somebody called Pyro. Mm -hmm. I believe what they found for Trapper, what it might have not even been voice lines. It might have just been like references to him. But people found voice lines for somebody named Pyro who was holding, I think, a flamethrower. So we all thought that maybe that was the boss or two for a Sheikah Island DMZ, which you knew was coming out at some point. Sheikah Island comes out. There is no Pyro. There is no flamethrower. But there is a bomb maker who does plant traps around the castle. So we're like, is that the trapper? That's what we all mm -hmm. speculated. But now, as of a couple days ago, people found voice lines to both 
Pyro and Trapper again, and the Bomb Maker is neither one of those characters. So either that's mm-hmm. two bosses we're going to see in the two upcoming Warzone maps that are going to get DMZ support, or those could be new bosses coming to DMZ in the next season or two somehow. I mean, what do you think about that one? I mean, that's really interesting to get to get you know more bosses leaked out like that. I'm excited about that for sure. It'd be kind of cool to see you know bosses rotate from season to season. Uh, maybe maybe one mm, season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maker yeah. control, but then the next season maybe we get an Ashika Island update where where Tezuki Castle is burned down. And the Pyro's there now. Oh, um, he br- yeah. Like you know, that, it's just I mean they'll never do that, but um, that'd be sick. I think it's I think it's pretty cool to kind of think of it like that, and then um, I mean I I'd, I'd, I'd I would hopefully think they would add one. To Almazra, if they want to, you know, update the, the bosses there because we just had we just had the jug since December for him for Almazra. So right, um, right, they, they should probably change that up a little bit. Gets a little old, right? Or maybe maybe those bosses are for new new experiences entirely when we haven't even seen yet. Right. right. Uh, maybe they will just be in a radiation zone or a a new point of interest that is has a new weapon case attached to it like we, we just don't know yeah yeah honestly we just don't know the, the way that they're going to approach it so yeah because w- what we all thought which is still kind of the case is that each dmz map would feature two bosses almazra has the jug and the chemist building 21 velikin and the wilson if you count that ashika has the bomb maker and wilson as well but i would hope to see like two actual people be the bosses right so maybe Another Warzone map coming out. We'll see Pyro and Trapper. January 13th. I was, I think, out of town when that, when that leak came out. Pyro and Trapper were leaked January 13th. Neither one, neither one of those have been released yet. But February 7th, a picture was posted of Pyro's face. Um, that got DMCA claimed off Twitter. This is from Task Force Leakers 141. I believe COD's points on Telegram, which you can find very easily if you guys are interested in seeing their Telegram leaks. They post uh, all the shit on there. Um, COD splits over on Twitter has the link to the telegram right there. So all that stuff will just be sitting there. We'll not get the MCE claim like it does on Twitter. So yeah, if you want to see pictures of that guy, they're right there, but really cool to think about, right? The amount of content coming to DMZ. I'm really excited about it. Um, I love covering DMZ. I think there's still such an untapped community player base and, 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 and group altogether for DMZ. And I think we've just gotten started with that. So I hope to see that grow over the next couple of months. I want to keep covering DMZ as long as possible. Because I guess another big question that we'll kind of wrap up this topic with is how do you think DMZ support will look after the new Call of Duty comes out and after the new Black Ops game comes out? Do you think that DMZ will get two years and then when Black Ops comes out, you know, that'll kind of be morphed into like whatever Outbreak 2.0 is? Or do you think DMZ will always kind of be like a Warzone type of mode that's always getting updates in the background from whatever studio? Um, how do you think that'll I mean, work? I, I'd hope to, to think it would be updated similar to uh, Warzone 2. Like, they continue Warzone 2 throughout the next three or three Call of Duty titles. Right. And, and then within those three years, DMZ also gets updates that follow those current uh, cycled maps. Because right now, obviously, we have um, we have Almazra and we have Ashika Island. Those are both the maps that you can play inside of Warzone 2. Uh, Building 21 doesn't really fit in that. It might in the future, but I'm really curious to see what happens with something like Building 21 in like a year. Like, is it still going to be there and available to play? Because that is the free-to-play aspect of a game connected to Battle Royale that uh, is most likely going to be updated throughout years to come. So uh, we've never had DMZ, so we just kind of got to wait and see, really, what happens. Very curious about that. There's There's a lot of... 
a lot of like what ifs, a lot of big question marks, but I'm sure we're mm-hmm. gonna have so many answers in the next few months. Once they start once they start marketing Kyle twenty three, I think we'll have a lot of answers as to how modes inside of MW will, will you know be handled, such as DMZ, which is technically through Warzone anyway, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Uh, with that, um here's something cool that I don't think anybody expected to hear about at all. And we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but I made a zombies-focused video about it. So, Glitching Queen made a return to the zombie scene not too long ago. She's been posting a lot of content. But something she posted uh, a good five days ago was she received some info, apparently, from a source that she apparently trusts. And that person heard from his guy, so a friend of a friend, who knows. That person heard that we are going to be seeing a round base developed by Treyarch in this fall's Call of Duty 2023. So, it'll essentially be a Vanguard scenario again, where Treyarch's making a Zombies mode for another Dev's COD. I don't want to see that, but I'm okay with that if the studio, or the part of the studio that's working on it, is not impacted by this game and can still uh, work on the next Black Ops game, right? If there is, like, a small division inside of Treyarch, which there could be, that has been working on Vanguard... Modern Warfare 2 ranked, Warzone ranked, and then a Zombies for Project Jupiter. If that doesn't affect Black Ops 124 at all, and the mode is polished, and it releases in a good state, I'm okay with that. But the problem is Charlie Intel went ahead, and I believe got this debunked. They went ahead and tweeted that a round-based mode from Treyarch is not coming in the new Call of Duty. But that doesn't mean Zombies isn't coming in the new Call of Duty. It just means that round-based isn't. So, do you think that's cope, or do you think that Zombies truly isn't going to have a role in this next uh, Call of Duty, which is going to celebrate the 20-year anniversary of COD? How do you not do Zombies celebrate the anniversary, right? So, yeah. that's the big question, Mark. Is it an Outbreak DMZ hybrid? Is it some Onslaught thing? Is it some, uh, you know, what is the Zombies' this fall? It just might not be round-based, but do you feel like something Zombies-related has to come out at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, I think it... If it's not round based, it has to be some sort of DMZ outbreak hybrid. Um, just because there's, like, obviously there we've we've heard way too much about zombies coming, and and for Modern Warfare two for twenty twenty three for it just not to happen. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. just been, like I feel like something would have came out that said this is not happening, but everything has kind of really been in favor of it of happening. Right. Um, right. Right. So completely agree. Yeah, I mean, once there's once there's something that kind of really leads to the fact that they're not doing it, because I, I don't, I really don't think they can do spec ops again. No um, shot. Yeah, there's no obviously, shot. and obviously to have a game like this from Sledgehammer, from um, you know, uh, a spinoff of MW two, you gotta you kind of have to come out swinging, and I think Zombies is the way you do that. You come out yeah. swinging with Zombies as a, as a major uh, selling point for a lot of yeah. people as a big third mode. No, for sure, for sure. But if it's DMZ, if it's DMZ Outbreak Hybrid, is that going to be paid? Is that going to be free in DMZ? Like, what's going DMZ going to look like? If it, you know, yeah, because I mean, I, I almost wouldn't be shocked if like the third mode of this new COD is like a Spec Ops filler BS mode to justify the seventy dollars price tag, and then the Zombies does release technically free with DMZ, with DMZ but it's Outbreak two essentially or something like that. But again, twenty year anniversary of COD, you almost want to see remasters, right? So that's why I was like, oh, I think it'd be cool if maybe there is an Outbreak DMZ whatever hybrid that comes out this fall from Treyarch. It's free. 
But then in the paid in the paid game, right, in the actual Call of Duty itself, you could see some remastered zombies that have to celebrate 20 years of COD. But you have to pay for but you have to pay for maybe a few of those to come out at launch and then some other ones get added for free throughout the year or something. Maybe you do that, but then it, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one for sure. Um, I, I just, I, I just don't see them not doing zombies. But it, it's a concern of who is making the zombies, right? You know, regardless, I, I just, it doesn't matter who's developing it. I would just hope that it's polished. It makes sense. It's a complete mode. It gets updates, and then if that's the case, you already know Treyarch's bringing the heat with their next Black Ops game. Back to back years of zombies. Holy shit! We're talking. Hopefully healthy updates across round base, outbreak, onslaught, some other ideas, whatever. I think there's so much potential here. So as long as it's done right, I'm on board with it. What you don't want is a half-baked mode that comes out for 70 bucks. It takes five seasons to give it the right updates it needs, and then that mode's just done. It gets cut, it just gets cut off. And then you get the real zombies in the new Black Ops game by Treyarch 2024. I, I don't know, man. I feel like there, there, there's a lot of ways that can this can go right, a lot of ways it can go wrong. Uh that's the way zombies kind of always works, I think. Um, but I, I do wonder what they'll do there. However, take all rumors, take all leaks with a grain of salt. It's worth remembering that during, I think, the beta window of Modern Warfare 2 or shortly after that, there were literal images that leaked out of round-based and outbreak as playable modes in the side-scroller mm -hmm. menu. So it's like, why do those exist if that's not something that's happening? Because what might have been the plan is to do a round-based or outbreak mode for year two for a big expansion, but that's now turned into... A new COD, so maybe that's being saved for again the 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 game itself, the launch window of that game. I think there's there's potential there for zombies, but um, I'm excited for zombies. Yeah. As I also talk about in uh, in that video I made a couple days ago, a new Easter egg got found, which was ridiculous. I want to get your thoughts on this too. In Model for Two campaign remastered, somebody found an Easter egg to trigger a zombie to to, to pop up on a CCTV, and I'm like, whoa, that's a cool what? Easter egg. Yeah, so. Not that zombies existed in the OG Modern Warfare timeline, but it might have. Or it was just like a fun little gag Easter egg they put in there to be yeah. like, hey, we like zombies too, even though it's not a Treyarch game. Here's some zombies. That's interesting. Um, also, people just started solving, uh, solving a bunch of ciphers on the giant. We won't go into that too much, but, you know, there's some, there's some news for zombies, right? You know, the zombies hype is still alive. I think momentum is being built up month after month for its eventual return. So I love to hear good news about zombies. I love zombies. And I can't wait to mm -hmm. talk more about it, you know, when it returns at some point. But um, also, with Cold War Zombies not being available on Steam, you could bring Outbreak on the go, right? I don't know how uh, data works, right? Like, can you connect it to, like, a hotspot to play online while you're away with the Steam oh. Deck? I don't, I don't. So Cold War doesn't work um, by itself. Like, the Steam Deck by itself doesn't work uh, for Cold War. Um, you have to put a – you have to get Windows on it and then a um, and then you, what, and you can play online with that? Oh, yeah. And then you'll be able to play it like you normally would. Um, I think... I'm not sure about the online the online feature. I, right. I, I couldn't... I, 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 I don't have a Steam Deck, so I wouldn't know either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just need... I just know you need the, the Windows to, for it to make it actually work. It doesn't work on the normal Steam Deck. Right. Right. That's that, what I heard that, anyway. That's um, interesting. Yeah. That's still cool, though. Yeah. Some local, local MP, some get some local fire team going, some uh, dirty bomb duos. <laughs> go, go get that, go get that going. Uh, get two Steam Decks on local play, connect them up that way. That'd be sick. But uh, with all that, interesting to see someone. Should probably be 
wrapping up soon. Yep, yep, yep. Solid combo, man. Oh. Time, time also flew by today. Also, thank God yeah. it's thunderstorming, but internet survived. There was maintenance happening in the area, which just started when we started the pod. You know, luckily the stream survived. That's all I wanted. Um, thank God that, that that was the case. But also, uh, before we wrap up with zombies, I'm sure you probably saw the $600 ray gun, which is available for pre-order right now. Start shipping in June. Um, it's made by, I think it's Kumi. Is that the name of the company? They also make, uh, or they have made other replicas from other game franchises. So you know this is going to be ridiculously cool. It has mm -hmm. lights. It doesn't have sounds. It's a statue connected to this mystery box. They put out a whole retrospective blog post about the ray gun in Call of Duty Zombies. It's worth a read if you're a hardcore Zombies fan. It, it's really cool. Um... Where's the link to it? There it is. It looks good, but unless it's a tax write-off for you, I feel like a lot of people probably want this and aren't going to be able to get it. It's a lot of money. It's already sold out. Uh, they, they restocked it. Oh. It's, it's available. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I had two in my cart. I was like, what the hell? Is that 1200 for a second? <laughs> there was two in my cart. Uh, yeah, they, I guess they went out of stock and they restocked them. They must have a lot on deck ready to go. Mm -hmm. So that I mean that's a good sign for those because remember what happened with the the Primus statues in Bo4, uh, Rick Dolphin yeah. got sold and it was a very limited amount of them and then they never came back in stock and they never sold the other characters. Very <laughs> weird, but uh, it looks amazing. But for that price, I mean you probably go on Etsy and get get some custom made ones for half that price. They have sounds and other lights, but you know it's cool to see zombies getting some love. But do you think this should have been something that was sold like during Cold War, even Vanguard last year or? A game that has zombies it's kind of odd to see this now yeah during exactly a, i mean i know the 20 year anniversary is coming up uh, this fall but still it's kind of odd timing to do all this zombie stuff i'm i'm totally down for it i'm, I'm happy um they're selling zombies merch on the site as well like look at this where did this come from they started melting they started selling some led lamps and there's a a ray look at look how cool this is for 35 bucks a ray gun led lamp it's like I'm surprised to be seeing this, but I mean, yeah, I guess it's always zombie season for, for most, so it doesn't really matter. People will buy it, it anyway. That has packs written all over it. Oh, for sure, man. He's definitely going to be copping. Um, yeah, the COD shop has updated quite a bit lately with, with, with some cool things, but yeah, with that, um, E3 got canceled. Any thoughts on that? Are you sad about that, or do you, you really give a shit? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really mind. Yeah, I mean, and nobody was, was attending anyway. Sony wasn't going, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sega... Uh, I think was it not Square Enix? Um, who makes Assassin's Creed? Uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, they weren't attending either. A lot of folks weren't going, so I guess it kind of made sense to cancel it. No, no real point in investing in a in a big stadium for that when nobody's going. Um, also, Kick. The community has been really going after Kick, um, or or or, or going on Kick to, to start streaming on it because of the good revenue cuts. Look, as I said in a tweet. I'm all in support of creators getting a better revenue split, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, wherever. But if you're streaming for the wrong reasons, right, on kick, by just going on there for the revenue, I don't feel like that's the right move. But to each their own, that's your life, your career, do what you like. In my opinion, though, I feel like you'll see the most success and the best energy from your community when you're making content for the right reasons, not thinking about money at the end of the day. If you want to treat it as a business, go for it. If you want to stream on multi multiple platforms or just kick by itself, by all means, but don't just go on there for the money, expecting growth when it's hard as it is to grow as a streamer. It's easier when you distribute content, 
through videos and shorts, then you stream, bring an audience that way. But as I said in the tweet here, I feel like a lot of people haven't really been distributing their content the right way and taking advantage of the other opportunities that exist through shorts, through YouTube videos, whatever the case is. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Kit kind of blowing up as of lately, right? Do you think that's like the right move for people? Do you think it's kind of a ticking time bomb? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that uh, as of lately? I don't know. I think you you perfectly put it. Uh, I know you put a tweet out about it that I really agreed with. Um, you know, if you're if you're kind of just going the kick because of the the money aspect of it, there, there's people are going to know that and they're gonna they're gonna sense that in your content. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, you gotta. You, you got to kind of look at every single platform. Um, I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure, uh, like you said, in the past YouTube is kind of like a hub for, for all that. You can do shorts, you can do live streams, podcasts, videos, all in one thing. Um, but you know, to people yeah. people have their their own ways of they look at content how they want to do. Things. So, right, um, if that if they're motivated to to do it, then I don't think it's a it's a bad thing. Um, as long as it doesn't motivate him so much where it reflects the content where it's kind of like, Oh, why aren't you guys subbing? Like, you know, being really ungrateful like that. I think yeah. That's yeah. Um, I, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think you perfectly some summed up a uh, kick. And you know what, you know, YouTube's not for everybody. I totally get it. And maybe, and, and that's fine. If you guys are like, Hey, I, I prefer to make videos on YouTube stream on Twitch. If that works for you, go right for it. But if it's not working for you, and you think the answer is just start fresh on kick, you might run into some problems. And if you also haven't been trying other forms of content, like again, making things short form, trying a podcast, making a website, if you aren't trying different things, you're not going to see different results. And maybe people think, oh, going to kicks, trying something different. Yeah, but I'd say growth by just streaming is difficult. I would say that's probably a difficult thing to do, but something that I think uh, we've noticed over the last few weeks, a lot of creators that are unhappy with the state of COD, and again, you have a right to be unhappy. You have a right to voice your concerns and say, hey, I'm taking a break. I'm going to play other games or I'm going to you know, focus on different content. That could be going on, but I think people also have to remember, when do small guys blow up the most? When do they kind of slip in and kind of take over the scene a bit or or are able to grow like when do you think the opportune time is for that it's actually when a lot of the big folks do take breaks when all the big folks branch out to other things then there's that opens up a door for you to kind of step in mm -hmm. and say okay i can conquer and 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 grow in areas that i might not have been able to before because it may have been oversaturated it, there was a lot of people doing the same thing sure. but as everything's kind of quieting down I think now is actually a good time to really jump in and be like, let me try to make a name for myself. If it's Call of Duty, especially now's when you want to try that so that when things do pick up again, content gets better. The big guys come back. You've made a name for yourself and you kind of just fit in with what's going on. Right. I think that's actually the way to look at it right now for Call of Duty specifically. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally recommend saying, all right, I'm going to abandon what I have going on YouTube and Twitch, go to kick full time, do variety games. If that makes you happy, do it. But if you're caught only, I feel like now is not the time to be like, yeah, let's let's jump ship because everybody else is. I think now is the time you should really think about what you could do better and what you can innovate and improve on that can, you know, help you make it a little bit in the cutscene if that's your goal. But uh, yeah, with that being said, that is episode 75. Yes, our 75th episode mm -hmm. of this podcast. Can't believe it's been, what, about two years of the show? 
crazy. Pog champ. Pog champion. Again, check out the podcast tab on YouTube if you're on desktop. Maybe on mobile, that'll be an option soon. You click on that full playlist right there for every episode. If not, you can just go on Anchor and you can go ahead and uh, check out every episode of the podcast that way, which will also be distributed to, uh, let's see. Where we, oh, can I even find the page? Let me see. It's a little bugged out here on Anchor. But through here, you'll be able to find the podcast through, again, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, Overcast, all these different pages. Every episode should be right there. Again, I'm going out of town this Sunday, so don't expect an episode uh, next Friday, but I will still be with my laptop out of town. So definitely still expect be, plenty of videos. I'm going out of town. I'm going out of town tomorrow. Well, I'll be oh, back yeah. on Monday though. So cool, cool. Yeah, I'll be cool. back. I'll be back. Uh, you know, don't worry. You're gonna get your thumbs, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thumbs, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, but he's out of town. Hey, you got a laptop, bro? Need some work, bro? Need some thumbnails, bro? Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, chat. Lots of content on deck. I got like four or five videos on deck right now, and then uh, lots and lots of shorts as well. Don't don't worry if there's any marketing this week for season three. I'll have plenty of videos. Um, in production as well. I have the laptop with me while I'm away. And then I'll be back Monday, um, the 10th, right before season three starts. So definitely expect quite a bit. And yeah, any last questions, comments, concerns from chat? Anything we missed? Any news that just came out that we missed out on? I think we covered everything. Um, let's see. Yeah, season three is right around the corner. I'm glad we got to do this episode because we got to talk about kind of like our predictions for season three, some of the leaks that are out there, our final, final comments on season two reloaded. And... That's just about it. With that being said, we will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody.